Today's episode is brought to you by 5-4 Club. Oh yeah, baby. You've heard of them. I know you have. You know why? Because they dress people like Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, Zac Efron, Aziz Ansari, Don Cheadle, and Adam Ray. Yeah. Well, let me tell you how I got to learn about 5-4 Club. I'm a dude who doesn't have time to shop, okay? Um, I don't really like to shop. Um, and what I do like are people who know clothes, who know style, and want to help people like me out, okay? When you sign up to be a member of 5-4 Club for 60 bucks a month, only 60 bucks a month, here's what you get, okay? You get proven style, recommendations, and advice from top stylists who just want to make you look good and educate you on how to wear certain pieces. They're not trying to make your wardrobe for you. They just want to help educate you on how to create your vibe, your style. It's an easy sign-up process, all right? You go in, you personalize your style preferences, create a profile, and whether you're looking for clothes for the office, the club, just a chill weekend or whatever, 5-4 has you covered. There are four style profiles, okay? Classic, casual, forward, and mix. You create these, and the guys put together a box of dope clothes for you and send it to your place, to your doorstep, direct delivery, free shipping. Free shipping. So few businesses do that, all right? Go to 5-4 Club right now. Sign up. Become a member. It's only 60 bucks a month, okay? The only way to get this brand is to be a member, all right? You can't find 5-4 Club anywhere else. So you got to sign up, baby. Do you want to stand out in the crowd and not blend in like everyone else? Do you want to wear the clothes that Don Cheadle and Blake Griffin wear? Do you want to start getting compliments from girls you didn't think were even looking at you? I'm telling you, Brad even wears this shit, all right? They've got his size. They've got little Brad's size. I can't stress how dope this company is. I wear their shit. It's dependable. It's reliable. They throw you how-to-wear style suggestions, curated collections, selected by personal stylists. You're not a stylist, man. Get some help from dudes that know what they're talking about. Free size exchanges, free delivery, and easy style profile edits. Great styles that are on point and on season. You want shorts and a button-up? Cool. They got them. You want jackets and jeans when it gets colder? They got them. Go to 54club.com right now. Use promo code ALN to get a nice little discount off your first package, all right? Also, if you sign up for 54club this month, they've teamed up with Robert Geller. You know who Robert Geller is? Yeah, maybe named Best Men's Wear Designer in 2009. He's collaborated with Levi's Common Projects, Yeezy Season 1. Robert Geller is thrown in a pair of his $200 shades for free when you sign up this month to be a member in 54club. Four club, all right. So go to five four club.com, use promo code ALN, and start looking better, baby. And now, enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Hey, everybody, it's Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Well, tonight is the night, it's the second live About Last Night podcast recording. Our guest Harlan Williams and Eliza Schlesinger are going to be there to bring the funny, some stand up. Some interviews, some games. We're having a makeover done to our boy Norman, uh, who helps with our social media. He's getting a 5-4 clothing makeover live. It's all happening at the Hollywood Improv Lab on Melrose Avenue. Tonight at 8 p.m., there are still some tickets available. Uh, come be a part of the action, man. It's going to be a great night. This is our second live podcast. The first one was a blast, and this one will be no different. It'll probably be more fun, because that's just how it goes. 8 p.m. tonight, Hollywood Improv Lab. Get your tickets at improv.com, and we'll see you there, baby. Um, boy, today's episode, I its um, i don't know if you guys have uh, been on Facebook or read the news or just keep up to date with 
amazing uh, stories. But uh, our guest today is Quincy Jones, a comedian from Seattle uh, who I've known for uh, for some time now and uh, and and been lucky enough to be uh, friends with. Uh, an amazing dude, a great comic, and he's about to tape his first hour-long special at the Terragram Ballroom here in Los Angeles, California on April 4th. He's doing two shows. Um, you can get your tickets uh, at terragramballroom.com. Quincy Jones is doing his first hour-long special. Quincy's uh, an amazing dude, and his story, um, you know, he's been making the rounds on, on the Ellen DeGeneres show, uh, the Pete Holmes podcast. Uh, he's doing Conan coming up, and this hour special uh, is happening thanks to a friend of his who started a Kickstarter for Quincy um, because uh, last July he was uh, diagnosed with mesothelioma, and it's cancer that is uh, not curable. It's only treatable uh, with chemo and um, you know a healthy state of mind and a healthy body, and uh, Quincy's taking it on. Uh, with a with a full head of steam, man, he he is uh, an inspiring dude to say the least. And uh, the way that he has uh, attacked this uh, head on with uh, a positive mindset and uh, the the fight in this kid, man, he's he's not he's not going to let it take him down. He's they gave him a year to live uh, or less, and August sixth will be a year from when he was uh, diagnosed and uh, and given. Uh, 12 months or less to live and he wants to drop this special which he's going to do on august 6th um to kind of be like hey man fuck you cancer you're not taking me out i got a lot left more uh to, to do in this world and one of the things is this hour-long comedy special that's been a dream of his he's seven years into stand-up and uh and it's about time man and he had some friends that started this kickstarter and they reached their goal, man. C- comics, everyone has been so supportive. Uh, that's just how amazing the comedy community is, man. There's, you know, people say they want to help, and and they do. And and when when one of our own has to go through something like this, uh, everybody kind of bands around. And Bill Burr and Judd Apatow really got the ball rolling for him, and it caught fire. And he was on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and now Conan, and and now the About Last Night podcast. Um, you guys are really going to dig this episode. It was, uh, it's not a sad episode. Okay. We, we had a lot of laughs cause we're comics and, and, you know, you make light of the situation, but, um, it's just a great conversation. Quincy's a great dude to hang out with, uh, first and foremost, and it was really funny. And, and his take and approach through all this is if you're not inspired, you, you must not have a beating heart because, uh, some of the, the knowledge and the, um, just the the way that he has adjusted his, you know, perspective is uh, what he talks about a lot, and um, it was just really great to sit down with him. And you guys are going to really dig it. So uh, get tickets. The Terragram Ballroom, April fourth. Um, TerragramBallroom.com, and go see Quincy live his dream, man. It's uh, pretty incredible. He's funny. He's funny as fuck. So it's not just happening because he's sick. He's uh, He's going to crush it. So go see him. Uh, Terragram Ballroom, April 4th here in Los Angeles, California. And follow Quincy on Twitter at LLQJ206. That's right, baby, 206, representing C-Town. Uh, that's at LLQJ206 on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy. Follow Brad on Twitter at Funny Brad. And go see Brad Williams, okay, after you see him tonight. 
for the Live About Last Night podcast at the Hollywood Improv Lab at 8 p.m. Go see Brad this weekend at the Comedy Connection in East Providence, Rhode Island at 8 p.m. He's doing a one-night-only show at the Comedy Connection on March 25th. And then the next night, March 26th, Brad will be at the Wilbur Theater in Boston, Massachusetts. That's an amazing venue. I went there with Adam Devine. March 26th, 10 p.m. And then March 31st in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, Brad will be doing a weekend at the uh, Comedy Factory, March 31st through April 2nd in Baltimore, Maryland at the Comedy Factory. Go see Brad there. I will be, where am I going to be? Well, coming up March 24th, this Wednesday, I'm going to be in Inglewood, Colorado at the Gothic Theater. Uh, That's just outside Denver, uh, opening up for Michael Ian Black. Really pumped about that show. Um, It's through our friends at Leafly, uh, the weed company. Uh, They're putting on the show at the Gothic Theater in Inglewood, Colorado, March 24th. Me, Michael Ian Black, get your tickets. And then come see me at the Hollywood Improv on March 30th, that following Wednesday. And then that following weekend, April 1st and April 2nd, I'm headlining the Comedy Store in La Jolla, California. That's San Diego, baby. Uh, La Jolla Comedy Store. Come see me April 1st, April 2nd. Two shows, both nights. Uh, And then the next weekend, I'll be in West Palm Beach, Florida at the West Palm Beach Improv. My first time there, April 8th through the 10th at the West Palm Beach Improv in West Palm Beach, Florida. April 8th through the 10th. Get your tickets at improv.com. And then, of course, the end of March, Laugh Boston. I'm coming to Boston, Massachusetts to headline Laugh Boston, April 28th through the 30th. Get your tickets at laughboston.com. Of course, get all your ALN merch at astoymerchandise.com, E-S-T-O-Y merchandise.com. Hats, mugs, shirts, the ALN posters. Bring that shit to the show. We'll sign it for you. Uh, we appreciate the support of the podcast. You guys have been really crushing it with your five-star ratings and reviews. Go to iTunes right now. Type in the podcast after you've subscribed and, of course, told your friends to subscribe. Get on that iTunes page. Give a five-star rating and comment on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts, and we appreciate the love and the feedback. Um, you guys have been really just sending some awesome tweets and emails. We've got a new fan of the week coming up on Thursday, so get pumped for that. Um, and, uh, and, and, and get ready for more great episodes. We've got so many in the can right now. I wish we could do four episodes a week. We've really backlogged a lot of great episodes. But, um, you know, we're just we're in a nice little groove. We've got some great guests coming up, including the fucking Goo Goo Dolls, which we're recording in a couple weeks. Dana Carvey's coming back. Brent Morin's coming back. Angela Johnson's making her debut. Retta from Parks and Rec is going to be on the show. So many great episodes. So, of course, subscribe on iTunes so you can get a new ALN episode every Monday and Thursday and, uh, and, and, and make your day better. And, of course, tomorrow night, just a quick reminder, my TBS show, Separation Anxiety, continues to take over the world. Uh, Tuesday nights, TBS, 10 p.m. Eliza Schlesinger and I co-host this awesome game show. TBS, 10 p.m., Tuesday nights. Uh, appreciate all you guys' love and support through Facebook, Twitter, email. Uh, I'm glad you're digging the show. We got, uh, what, 12 more episodes, baby, so uh, DVR that shit and enjoy it. Now that we got the TV show info out of the way, that's the merch info. Those are the tour dates. Those are the Twitter handles. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the very funny Quincy Jones. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to a no podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. 
Well, I mean, I guess there's a balance, but like, I mean, have you found that you can do both successfully, like have a relationship and do comedy? No, you can't have it all. <laughs> you, can't, you can't be greedy. You me? hear that, young comics? The future is bleak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah, so you're in love right now, huh? Well, say goodbye to a potential career. Yeah, man. That's, that's real. That's real. It is. Some hard truths for you rookies out there. <laughs> Dude, I've sacrificed a couple relationships. And sure. It's, you know. I, that's a bummer. Yeah, I I think every comic does eventually. Uh, where it it's a thing where the job attracts them, right? And then the job pushes them away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, 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 women love to be the object of it. They want to be the attention or close to the attention. Right. The minute that they're not the main attention, and they're like, <laughs> yes. Okay. What is this? Comedy is more important to me. Yeah. Yeah. Because every time I'm with you, Dave Chappelle drops in at the store. So, <laughs> and I miss it. Yeah, and I miss it because oh, we're dude. sitting here watching a movie and you dictated this night. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, th- and thanks. See, now you used to not know about that kind of stuff until maybe weeks later. Right. Now, because of Instagram, you're sitting on the couch and then they post a picture going, Jerry Seinfeld just walked in for the first time since 1977. You're like, yeah. Fuck! Yeah, man. I remember I was at, I was there that night in the in the main room. What? And then I left because I was catching a red eye to DC. Yeah. Oh. And in this mother, I'm on the plane, and they're Let me like, see all the posts. I was like, come the fuck <laughs> on. When that happens, every comic posts it, which yeah. is like just adding insult to injury. Right. They're like, oh god, just a different angle, another filter. I yeah. get it. He was there, and I wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Is there a guy that you have seen out here that? Uh, like who was the first when you 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 came here from Seattle four years ago yeah right so who was your your first like oh shit LA is the place to be for this because I get to see this guy on a Tuesday night that I wouldn't get to see anywhere else shit man Um, I remember when Dan Cook first dropped in yeah Mm -hmm. it was I think a comedy juice night or something like that Um, saw Louis I saw saw Louis randomly drop in at the improv again uh, the store. I've seen Chappelle when Chappelle tapped my friend Jack. I was there for that. Yeah, I was there. As well. it, yeah, that was yeah. incredible. It was great. And when Jack, he brought him up on stage, yeah, talking about Jack Knight. Yeah, he, Jack, and who was um, the other Valentino? Dude? Yeah, Valentino. And they uh, <laughs> had just done, I think, a laundromat or a pizza spot or something. Yeah, yeah. And they came in. They were grinding. They were grinding. <laughs> and uh, and then they were what in the corner, and Chappelle popped in during the, um, I guess, the open mic part. Yeah, yeah. Wow. and uh, and right, and he bumped them, and they were gonna. How did they? How did he pull them up? Or something? well, no, they were outside. That's they're, right, they were outside because they weren't old enough to get in. That's right. And then he's like, "Where are these kids, man? Bring them in, bring them in." And Dave's just busy smoking on stage. Yeah, and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just it was it was it was beautiful. And then he brought him on stage, and he had Jack do bits. Yeah, and then like gave him feedback on stage. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, Dave, Dave is sort of like the stand up. Bill Murray, where you never know where they're going to show up. Yeah, that's you, that's you, a great fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah you a, never know what they're going to do. But photobomb away. Yeah, but if you hang out with them, you will get a badass story. Yeah. Uh, first time I met Dave was at the Montreal Comedy Festival, and he, he it was at a bar, and he just slapped a boombox on the bar, and Godfrey called me over and was like, and and Dave just kind of looked at me and goes, "Hey, dude, you." You know reggae, and 
No, but yeah. I'm going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in that situation. Like, yeah. Yeah. he could have asked me in that situation, like, if I know how to pilot an F-18, it'd be like, absolutely. <laughs> Hop in, Dave. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So, I could fly a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> so, make this work for the Yeah, friendship. so he's like, you know reggae? And I'm like, yeah, of course I know reggae. And he, and he starts going, you like this artist? And he starts playing some reggae song that sounds like every fucking other reggae song. And, uh, wow. and, and All then, right, well, and, and there goes any reggae artist ever coming on the podcast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry Snow. Sorry, <laughs> You're not gonna make the, you didn't wait, wait snow uh whoever that is <laughs> wait you just you just made me think of informer is yeah. that is that snow yeah oh, boy quince what a great shout out uh, shake, I, I shake your boo boom now yeah don't yeah. act like you don't know the words oh come on now we all do but, when was uh, the first time you heard that song <laughs> maybe an eighth grade dance yeah probably about that <laughs> i was thinking we, about this we were all doing the running man <laughs> uh, British nights were hot. It was dark times. Dark times. Dark times in the nineties, baby. The it, 90s. Was dark, it, it was dark times until L.A. Gear came came along oh, and, yeah. and, and and put the lights on the sneakers, yeah. and then it literally illuminated that should have everything. been a bigger move um, or just a bigger phenomenon than it was. I feel like it was cool, but I, well, the, the lights died so quickly. Yeah, that was what a, it was. Because like they, they, I remember the commercials. They were like all black. And a pitch black room, pitch black shoot, and it light up and it make it look like whoa! You see all the kids' faces. Right? What? What? I gotta get me some of those. Yeah. yeah. And then you get it, and like you're in the store, you're hitting it, and it's lighting up. You're like, yeah. <laughs> and then by the time you wore to school three days in, it's like flickering. It's like, it's like, like you didn't pay your electricity bill or some shit. <laughs> You're hella sad oh, and shit. Then then no everyone's looking at you like you got beat up LA gears, yeah, bro. Yeah. They used to light up. They used to, <laughs> what a, happened to you? A week ago these things were the shit. Yeah. <laughs> they used to light up. I don't know what yeah, and then they didn't have like a way to turn out the battery or anything. Nah. They just said you're you're screwed. Now it's almost like a reflection of your feet. Like what's you must have some stinky ass feet that yeah. the lights just wanted to shut off yeah. just to, to, to spite you. Hey, with the lights are on, those are some cool shoes. Lights go off. Those are LA gears, dog, you bum. <laughs> You bum, what the hell? Oh, shit. <laughs> I had the kamikazes, the Sean Kemp's. Did you ever pick up a pair of those? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I figure you guys are both from you know Seattle. That's, yeah. probably, that, that's probably like a must-have. I mean, the Gary Payton's, the gloves. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of Seattle. Did stuff. anybody have the Detler Shrimps? No, nah, nobody. The, what were those? The New Balances? Yeah, what did he have? New Balances and like a box cut from, uh, <laughs> from Rudy's. The first Rudy's. <laughs> You got a box cut from Rudy's. Uh, well, what part of Seattle are you from again? Central District. Yeah. Um, what did you ever? Were you giggles? Like, what was your starting point uh, for comedy in Seattle? Laughs. That's okay. Laughs. And then, um, yeah, I, I was there when giggles started. What, what was on the deep? What was dying? Were you there when it turned into a strip club? Yeah, I was there before it turned into a strip club. Nice. I remember. I remember seeing Moot. You know, you were down here already full time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was just Moot. Cummings and uh, Slater. Oh, nice. Those were the people that like were a class above me. And how do they, uh, I mean, what sort of, uh, when you start making comedy friends up there, like, and people start coming down, like, at what point do you start to hear, like, oh, you got to, like, do, like, maybe a couple years and then go down, or did you have your own plan already formulated? I mean, I knew. I, I knew when I was ready to turn pro. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I knew. Like, I was like, got I, the could, I, got a, box cut. I did a year full-time comedy yeah. in, in Seattle, and then I was like, I'm ready. No shit. I'll do it. Wow. Yeah. Now, did you, did, you, did you have other people tell you, or? No, nah, Seattle's passive-aggressive. Nobody's ever going to tell you <laughs> shit. They're never going to support you openly. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, unless you're hot. 
Then they'll be like, yeah, right. that guy's just, yeah, he's just Yeah, tell. like when Jeff Dye yeah, came yeah, down, yeah. everyone was like, well, yeah, last comic, like this is the move. Yeah. But yeah. if you're going to bounce, it's almost like you're leaving the, the wolf pack of grinders. Yeah. And I'm, it is such a big deal to move that it, it just, know what it does? It shines a light on the people that aren't ready or that are so scared of that big challenge that they're like, fuck, man, like, you sure you're ready? Like, right? I'm sure you got yeah. some of that. They, they leave. And then, but what's worse is like not not the people saying, "Are you sure you're ready?" Trying to like mm-hmm. you know Im- implant self doubt. It's the ones that are like who came back who are trying to implant stuff. You know? Oh, and it's like, yeah. It's like, oh, just because you failed. Yeah, like you know, <laughs> like what you know, like I my goal the first thing was like make it through the first year here. Yeah, LA does everything it can in its power to get rid of people the first year. How so? The breakups, the tickets, the parking, the traffic, the whack job that you got to work to yeah. fucking go on auditions, mm. a relationship. Like this, those are the six killers <laughs> that LA is like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like, and, and, like and after, stars and after yeah. the year you're all tattered and torn <laughs> yeah. you come to like your anniversary is like oh you made it alright where's the audition and call back and you're like yeah, yeah this uh, is why I moved yeah. you don't even yeah. get the part you're just happy for a call back yeah because yeah. people move here they're like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna do it I'm gonna kill it I'm gonna kill it yeah I'm gonna just I'm gonna just come down here and then like LA's like really <laughs> Really, that's what you, you just got. You know, there's like five million other people just yeah. like you, man. They're also yeah. trying to get that Olive Garden commercial. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. L.A. will just bitch slap you down oh, to yeah. the point where yes, just getting a callback after being told no, 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 so many times. It's like if a girl that you're dating seriously doesn't want to do anything physical with you, anything, mm-hmm. and then like if, if she gives you a hand job, all of a sudden you're like, this is the greatest moment of my life. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, I'll be honest. I still get pumped when I get a hand job. She used lotion and everything. Whoa, whoa, I don't, whoa, know, whoa. I don't know what the one percenter life's like. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't prepared for that. And lotion. Oh, I'm hoping for a couple strokes and, and a wink afterwards. You know what I mean? Listen, man, you be, you be in the game long enough. <laughs> eventually, eventually, yeah. hey, hey, I, everyone's got different paths, different journeys. Yeah, that's right, you can too. only hope that yours gets a pit stop <laughs> yeah. with a lotion hand job. Right? Hopefully. Uh. Well, yeah, and then you have to have that blind. Uh, I want to say though, like the uh, the blind expectations, but also like the the delusion. Like we talked about this before, because there's yeah. su- but there's such a fine balance where it's like the delusion to get you down here and and keep you active, but then like Brad was saying, like the bitch slap from L.A. Like they're oh, yeah. they're quick to put you in your place to be like, yo, man, uh, be patient, which is the toughest thing for anybody starting out to. Yeah, I mean, but you got down here. You, I mean, was the Echoes Sunset show that you yeah. were getting me on, right? Yeah, Echoes. I mean, you just immediately inserted yourself, and that was a smart move on your part. I mean, for me, it was like the goal was like it was death or make it here. Like I just wasn't going to go back to Seattle. Okay, mm-hmm. that was it. Like it was that serious. Well, I think like that's like, helpful mentality because if you have like the little bit of, you know what, I'll give it. A, you know, if you're two, give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. If you have any sort of ounce of I I can go back, then you will. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was. Just I'll like, give it one year to make it. Nah. No, not even that. I was just like, down. dude, just don't go back to Seattle. Yeah. When my LA gear lights go out, yeah. then I'll go back. <laughs> when they come back in Seattle and then go out again, that is when, that is a full term of life being a circle. That I will go back home. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, Seattle. Seattle's great. Great like training ground. Like there were some fun times. Sure. There, but. It's a uh, it's a scene that is like it's a it's a it's a budding scene where it's like okay you do your time and then you move on. If you move there yeah. to do comedy, you're taking steps backwards. Yeah, well, it's and I tell people this that uh, are in other cities: stay stay in your city for a little while. Yeah. Just become a beast in your city. Become like a little lo- a little bit of a local legend, but then right before you're about to be that. Seattle comic, that Dallas comic, that yeah. Chicago, then move. 
then move because then you at least come to LA or New York with a little bit of like momentum behind you. Uh, you're you're not just gonna run in as an open micer and try to get on the same. But show. you're starting over anyways. Unless yeah. you're, unless you're starting in New York, like then you're just you're starting over anyway. So like you're gonna be doing open mics. You're gonna do the networking thing. Yeah. You're gonna mm-hmm. be hanging out at the clubs. Right, you're gonna be uh, just. It's a it's a grind. It's a, I love the grind, but it sure. is, when I look back on it now, I'm like, oh my god, how what many relationships that I burned <laughs> Dude, I know. to fucking hang out at the improv and hope Saratella books me in juice <laughs> to hope Saratella would wink at me and the kingmaker of comedy juice would be like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, there's a lot a lot of bullshit. Like I've there I've, is I've swallowed a lot of bullshit to get mm-hmm. to this point. It's like okay, I I think. What is have has your perspective changed over the last year on that type of stuff? Like the because you talk about the hanging out at clubs and stuff, it is a necessary uh, necessary part of the grind. Yeah, but it's not like I mean, there can come a point when you just get fed up with it and you're like, you know what, man? Like, I, why do I got to do that to like be a, just be around and show face? That's not helping me get on stage. But it, I mean, for me, the thing is, like, I put it, it's, I put it sort of like drinking. You know what I'm saying? Like. When I see comics like drinking mm-hmm. at like open mic, I'm like, "What are you celebrating? We are still wallowing in piss and shit. <laughs> why are we? Why are you drinking a Stella Artois for three and, minutes? Yeah, for the, for the, for the, yeah. no. So I'd rather hit, go grind out, do three mics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then maybe go do show FaceTime at the fucking store. Yeah, or I never go to Laugh Factory. Honestly, well, they kick you out. They, right? It's like, it's like the most wow. non-comic friendly. Com- comedy club it's like one, w- once you get to be the regulars then it's cool but yeah one yeah but even then guy man, coming it's, up even then it's just uh there well there's less spots first of all you know and at the, there's at the, at the factory yeah uh then then like the store for example obviously because there's one room and yeah. there's five a night and there's you know they are real good at at um having a rotation and sticking to it mm-hmm. and um you know but also but if you're hot like you, Ray will get booked when that Heat movie dropped. Oh, he was everywhere. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but dude, that, that I mean, God, I, I wish I could tell you that like helped for spot wise more. I mean, the like, and even with the factory, like, there's been maybe a. Um, two months gone by where I've been booked maybe twice and it just goes and flows and then there'll be a span where two weeks I'm there three or four times a week and uh, so it like it's humbling man because you you that's the word that's what LA and comedy does that's what yeah. LA comedy does it humbles the fuck out of you dude mm-hmm. as soon as I got back from shooting the heat and Bobby Lee remember when I left he goes he goes hey enjoy it, bro like live it up he goes but he goes you can come right back and shit's like he goes don't like buy into like think that everyone thing's gonna change Cause like and, and it was I needed to hear that because I didn't get off that plane. It was an unbelievable experience, and I'm like, ah, right, here we go. Now I'm gonna get some 11:30s at the store. Like yes. Tommy's gonna start hooking it up. No more 12:45, fucking in front of six people. Mm. Dude, it was still that. I got maybe one, and I never like got in Tommy's face about it because that just wasn't my style. But it was like, oh, it doesn't stop. Like until you really are just. Undeniably, undeniably the yeah. hottest person on <laughs> yeah. the front. Well, the club needs you. Yeah, uh, the club needs us. Was, yeah, we, you know. like, but we think that we need the club more than the club needs us. Yeah. If comics stopped, like if if like if all the great comics left all the comedy clubs and we like did some other shit, mm-hmm. and like obviously there'd be another wave, but they wouldn't be as talented. They'd be a bunch of rookies. You know what I'm saying? Who, who think that they're ready? Yeah. Right. And then the lower the quality would drop. Yeah. And then, com- com- then the comedy club would be like, well, we need, we need the. Real shit. It's sort of like the day, like right now, we're in like the internet age of like you know vines and and sketches and shit. Yeah. YouTubers, to go viral. And all yeah. That. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yo, 
the real shit is gonna like it's a circle. The real comics are gonna all the motherfuckers who've been wallowing in the Midwest, <laughs> fucking <laughs> making like a hundred racks a year, just fucking going from Nebraska to Oklahoma and shit. Yeah. The real comics are gonna have to come back. Yeah, and it's a beautiful feeling to be a part of that because I'm like, oh yeah. I felt it this year. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, ever, I never said this is my year, but this year I was like, something's going to change. Yeah. Something, uh, something's, something has to change. Are well, you, you kind of, what, you kind of said that out loud, like what, meditate that or what? Yeah, man, I was arguing, uh, yeah, I was arguing with somebody and uh, I was just like, you know what? I can't wait for 2016 because this is going to be a beautiful year. It is going to be a year where some major shit happens. Everybody's uh, like, what? You I were told- right. Yeah, yeah, and I manifested that shit. I manifested the fuck out of that. I remember telling my friend Tawanda in fucking Boston. I was like, "Yo, man, real niggas is coming back in style, man. For real, man. Like it's for real. Like I like. There's been a lot of fake shit flying out there, but uh-huh. they're gonna start. The real comics are gonna emerge again. Mm-hmm. Like I'll even look at Bridgetown this year. I was like, it's a bunch of solid heavy hitters. Yeah, there's no motherfucking Vine celebrity. Yeah. Or, well, well, what happens with the with the vines and the in in the YouTubers is they people see they have a lot of fans, a lot of followers, a lot of and, and then they like, oh man, they're they're stars, they're great. Let's stick a microphone in front of them, and then they put them on a show or they put them in a like. A, I, I, I was watching the Daily Show, and they had uh, they had a they had a YouTuber on that had, just had a new movie, and it became very obvious very quickly. It's like, oh. That's why. That's why you're on YouTube and not wow. like yeah. like she couldn't. She was trying to make a joke and well, then cause she's be, she's used to being viewed in a tiny little box and now yeah. you put them on this like bigger stage with yeah. like a mic and like and longer than four minutes of content Tre- and Trevor Noah who is an actual comic sitting across from her and going like oh I gotta put you on my back and yeah. carry this shit and this isn't <laughs> to say that there's not some that had that can right, right, you know, right. like there are uh, like King Back seem. King Bach, what Bach, Bach, Bach. <laughs> whatever. He's got more money than all of us. King, yeah, true. King of the world. Uh, sure, but yeah, you know, like he seems to be transitioning, like uh, and getting some opportunities from that. But it, it, but for I think for like live purposes or the ones that are trying to go from you know, you, you know, uh, Instagram to stand up. I'm just waiting for like the Instagram models who have like five million followers to just start doing like I can't wait for that day. talk like a talk show or you know, something because it's like that the, the proof in the pudding man it's like those networks and they do want to go oh cool you have that many eyeballs like just looking at that shit well then that'll probably carry over if we put you on here and have you keep doing that that's where the labels always make the mistake they think that all these followers and supporters translate to dollars mm-hmm. it's like nah we can view this half naked woman for free on Instagram <laughs> I don't want to see and not, her do comedy yeah, you know and, 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 and not have to hear her opinions right yeah <laughs> I can justify her in the privacy <laughs> of my own cell phone home and I don't need to right. hear her yeah. speak yeah. that's right. not what I'm here yeah. for yeah it's, isn't that crazy, by the way? Like, do you, I mean, how much, in your act, do you talk about the, um, like, for your special coming up? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how much of that is um, observational stuff? How much is uh, personal stuff? How much is just over? I mean, also with. Quick, just, quick, quick plug. Yeah. The, the special, Monday, April 4th. Yes. At the. Terragram Ballroom. Terragram Ballroom. Two and shows. Two shows. Tickets just went on sale. So there are tickets available. Uh, this is going to be... This will sell out. Th- yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, this will, when, yeah. You, when you got Ellen backing you, come uh, on. Dude, yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, yeah. That helps. What was that like? I mean, it's what we all train for. It's like, you know, you know that you're not... Th- it's sort of like you... 
Like a lot of people, you have to have like you have to have an ego to do this, but you also have to be able to check your ego when someone bigger comes around. So yeah. obviously, this is Ellen, a legend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She's done all this shit. So it's like I'm not. I don't need to be. I don't need to out funny Ellen. No. <laughs> all I need to do is remember the prompts that they gave me, right? <laughs> Get my timing down. Boom. That's all I had to do. Wait, remember the what that they gave you? The prompts. All oh, right. Yeah. So it was just like okay. There was a pre-interview, yeah. Yeah, there was a bunch of pre-interviews. <laughs> how, how like what kind of stuff did they? Well, I mean, there's thing like they they came at me and uh, I'd been so I had chemo yeah. earlier in the day. I was sleepy, and like the was like, hey, this is the producer from Ellen. I was like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, what are you like? I know this isn't Ellen. Like, what? Who put you up to this? They're like, no, it's Ellen. I was like, okay, okay. Well, you're like, well, are you excited? I was like, yeah, I'm excited, but you know, kind of tired as well. <laughs> Just had some poison running through my veins. Yeah, so, yeah. And yeah. so they're like, like call uh, me back after a, a blizzard. Yeah, I got like, a little more energy. They're like, can you get excited? I was like, listen, if you give me the spot, I'll do. I'll knock it out the park. Yeah, I promise yeah. you that. You did, by the way. But right now, just I cannot give you this fake energy that you want. Oh. It's like, okay, I have my, my I have my boss contact you. I was like, cool. So it was a couple of days that he contacts me. And he's like, hey, what's going on? You want me to tell you a story? I was like, yeah, here's my story. Da, da, da. Uh, how would you react if Ellen said this? I'm like, oh, are you kidding? You know what I'm saying? I, you yeah, know, I gave yeah. I gave it the yeah. I gave it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. all right, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna yes and everything. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I was like, oh, it was okay. And and then uh, I mean, we're probably gonna cover this in the intro of the episode, but just so we kind of summarize the situation when we say chemo and Ellen and yeah. all that jazz. Uh, you got the call that no one ever wants to get, and uh, you were told that you have mesothelioma. Yeah. The uh, daytime commercial cancer. Yeah. Uh, I order late night. If you're feeling freaky, yeah. if you're feeling freaky. Those late night infomercials <laughs> for lawyers that no one's awake at that hour. But if you or someone you know has been exposed to asbestos, yeah, you got that. And rather than just say, "Oh well," you decided that you wanted to make something that will last forever. Yeah, something that will, no, 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 no matter what happens with you. Uh, in your in your life, this will always be around. This will always be something that people can look back on and say, "Fuck yeah, Quincy did it." Yeah. And uh, so you started a Kickstarter to have your own special. Yeah. And uh, sort of this snowballed, and people started getting on board. Was Ellen the first sort of major celebrity that was starting starting to help you out? Or I mean, the Kingmaker, mm-hmm. as Judd Apatow, uh, definitely showed a lot of love. Oh shit! Awesome. Uh, uh, Fl- uh, Mark Flanagan at uh, Largo yeah. showed a lot of love. Uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr was the first one. Nice. Bill Burr was the first one. When when you got diagnosed, this was over a year ago, yeah? No, this, oh. is, no, this is less than a year. This July- was, I got, we found out it was cancer in July, and we found out they gave me a prognosis in August. Yeah. And I was like, instantaneous, I was like, nah, I'm not. I'm not. That's not what's gonna happen. Denial, yeah. I was just like, no, no, no. It wasn't even denial. I was just yeah. like, you know, when like you start researching, you're like, okay, it's cancer, right? Yeah. All right, cool. I was like, and they tell you you got a year to live. You're like, well, cite your source. You know what I'm saying? Like, really tell me, yeah, where are you getting? Because you, you, they had to do a study, and so I found, I tracked down a study. It was like, oh, everybody's 65 to 75 years old who got this. Yeah. So like, well, yeah, because they're all the guys that were in offices and bad, right. Asbestos ridden, so yeah, they got it. They got it later, and uh, and we had uh, Bob Bryan from the Adam Carolla show on here, and also my and also my dad went through cancer, and uh, basically, when they tell you you have a year to live, you have to realize what they're giving you is an average, right? 
They're giving you the average. Now, what is an average? That's somewhere below and somewhere, and somewhere above. above. Yeah. So you have to understand that you could very well be one of those people that are above. Yeah. And you could and you could outkick your coverage. You yeah. could, you could you could definitely hit that. Did you ask for a handful of opinions after you got the first one? I mean, the way the dude told me was just so cold. And I know why. I know why. Because, like, they don't want to give people false hope and then get sued, right? Everyone's yeah. scared of getting sued. So I understood. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't feel like I, I had the respect because I was, I was kind of upset. But I didn't, I, didn't ever, I didn't ever let that seed get planted in my head like, oh, I got a year to live. I got to be sad. I was like, nah, fuck that. What do you say? Whatever we got to do mm-hmm. to fucking survive, that's what we'll do. Yeah. So they're like, chemo. I was like, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it right now. Let's do it right now. Mm-hmm. And I remember going through chemo. It was like after like the third round. I was like, "Let's stop. Let's stop this right now." I am <laughs> wow. ready to get off this train. Why? Oh, dude, it, it's, it's it's brutal. It's awful. Drains you. Like it's so cancer's so common that it's in the media now. You realize that? Like even in Deadpool, Creed, yeah, fucking everywhere. Like cancer is everywhere. Everyone's been touched by cancer, so it's not as. Are you saying Creed the band is a cancer to music? What are you trying to say? No, Creed the movie. <laughs> yeah. okay, Creed gotcha. the movie. But Creed the band also. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Well, I mean, no, it's, with arms wide open <laughs> under the sunlight. Well, you are from Seattle. Oh, man. That was the only song, but uh, but yeah, but but you're, you're right. It, it's become such commonplace where if, if someone in a TV show says, "Oh, he's going through cancer," it's not foreign to people. Right. Everyone has been hit by it in some way, shape, or form, whether it be themselves, a relative, whatever. We all or someone that we really like and look up to in the media. Mm-hmm. It's, it's happening like so I heard you say on uh, Pete Holmes podcast yeah. that you started laughing when you got the news because you were like kind of right like yeah, cuz yeah. it was like shock. Yeah, I was I was laughing um yeah it, it was I laughed when they told me I was in Jersey when I got when they told me it was cancer and I laughed because I was like <laughs> here I was thinking it was celiac disease. And I wasn't eating bread for so long. And now I can eat regular sandwiches again. I'm so <laughs> relieved that this is cancer and not more serious celiac disease. You can talk about that fucking, in the special. Fucking yeah. comic mentality. No, man. I was just like, no, because it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've yeah. been having a stomach problem. So I, was, yeah. I remember when I cut the gluten out, I felt better. Yeah. So I was like, all right, celiac disease, cool, boom, boom, boom. Wasn't even really tripping. December 30, 2014 was when the belly started filling up and getting fluid. And then all six months of last year, the first six months, was just me in and out the hospitals getting my stomach drained, getting four yes. to six liters drained off my stomach every single time. Jesus. So then it was like, okay, when we found, when they did a biopsy June 15th, and then like I was, went on tour, and then I was just a tour of hospitals, basically, because I was in and out of Boston, New York Hospital, and, and Jersey. And it was in Jersey where they are like, it's cancer. I was like, go fucking figure. <laughs> I can eat bread again, dude. That's what the fuck you're saying. Like <laughs> that's, that's what you heard. That's what like okay, yeah, cancer, right? Run the test. Oh, that's the final test. Cool, but I can eat bread. Don't give me this gluten free diet anymore, dude. <laughs> you immediately went to Olive Garden. It was like yeah, was bottomless like, breakfast, pasta, <laughs> pasta, carbs, carbs, carbs. No. Uh, so then, like, I came back to LA, and that's when I realized the healthcare system's fucked because it's like. I first of all, I had to Google what a cancer doctor's called. I was like, oh I was like, yo, I need to see a doctor. They're like, uh, what do you? I was like, I have cancer. They're like, well, what do you have? HMO or PPO? I was like, I have cancer. I don't know what you're <laughs> yeah, asking. Yeah. Me. I don't know what those are. Yeah. She's like, no, those are type of insurance. I was like, I 
Never heard those words before in my life. Can you explain? She's like, well, you need to go. So I had to go to another doctor to hear I had cancer to get referred to an oncologist. And then he said that it was six weeks to wait. What? And I was like, that's what's not going to happen. Right. So I went to the ER like a couple days later. It was like, you know, I got cancer. I got ascites. I haven't had treatment. And here it is. And they're like, okay. And instantly, and I was in the hospital for 45 days, 45 straight days in the county hospital. Just getting tests done, just, just get, getting test, drained. Yeah, get, I mean, it's a, it's a fucking scam. Like, yeah. it's a scam. No and I'm not shit. one of those people railing against healthcare, but it's a fucking hustle. It's a you market. didn't need to be there for that long. Not, you know what? They, I was there for so long. Like, here's the thing. We as normal people, if we encounter a problem, we're like, okay, well, all right, this isn't working. This isn't working. We mm-hmm. look up on the internet. Okay, what's, what's the most craziest thing could it be? Oh, okay. All right, it's a transmission. You know what I'm saying? I, was, yeah. I thought it was, I heard a knocking around. I thought it was something else. Yeah. These guys, I'd been in and out the hospital, in their hospital for six months, and they never thought to think it was cancer before that. That's crazy to me. And then they find out it's cancer. They're like, "Well, we gotta see. We gotta test your. Uh, we gotta test the fluid." It's like, "Cool, test the fluid." They're like, "Well, we gotta test the lining of your lung." I was like, "We'll do that." And then it took like a week and a half to get the fucking results back. And then mm-hmm. they're like, well, the cancer spread. I was like, well, I've been here for so fucking long. Of course the cancer spread. <laughs> yeah. You guys haven't done anything. Yeah. I've been here in the hospital for this long, and it has, nothing has happened. There was, a, there was a lot of just waiting around, yeah? There was, every day they come in at 7.30 in the morning for like five minutes at best. And they're like, hey, what's going to happen today is you're going to stay here another day. That's pretty much happened. We'll see you again tomorrow. And uh, and you're like. Ask Grace for the purple jello. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like, I'm. You start losing it, and I remember I got out of the county, and I was like, I, I went to did I went and did two open mics because I was ready to tell these jokes, mm-hmm. and then you were writing in the hospital, yeah. Oh yeah, all, all, all the time, I write all the time. And then I got I got out of the hospital, I went and did two open mics, and I was like, you know what, I still don't feel hundred percent. I went to uh, St. Joe's in fucking Burbank, and that's when they were like, oh, you had a heart attack. I was like, no, I've been in the hospital. For about 40 days. Yeah. It's impossible I had a heart attack. Like, you have a blood clot the size of a quarter in the base of your heart. You had a heart attack. And, yeah, we need to put you in blood thinners, but we can't put you in blood thinners because you go through chemo. And we have to talk to your oncologist. And you don't have an oncologist. So it was just like, holy what? Fuck? That's an overwhelming amount of I remember I was there for yeah. five days. I remember me and my girl at the time, We, I broke down. I was like, this is it. I'm never going to get out of the fucking hospital. Understandable. Yeah, yeah, I was, was going to say, like, at that point, like, what is the, the at the forefront of your mind? Like, the, the cancer and the... Because they'd given you a, a timetable, yeah? Yeah. So, I mean, is that even... Now is your concern, like, I don't want to spend my the rest of my life in a hospital? Like, what is... I mean, I never felt like I was going to die, if that makes sense. I yep. never felt like that. They told me, but I didn't accept that. And I didn't, mm-hmm. like, blindly, like, oh, no. I just was like, nah. I could be... I could, I could make... I could stretch this out. Yeah. I could burn the light. Mm-hmm. I could burn the light in this fucking shit. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to keep it 100%. I appreciate you guys. Because what they can attest to is a human spirit, the will to survive. Oh, shit. Dude. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. thought, like we watched the movie, what was it, with Franco, where he nod off his arm or some shit? Yeah, like, yeah. That's pretty much what that you That shouldn't do. happen. That was impossible. Yeah. So like when they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to No, I'm not. That's, your, op- not, that's I, your opinion. I, I appreciate you. You <laughs> yeah. went. You read more books. Yeah. I get it. You got more student debt. You're big time. <laughs> I'm not. 
hearing what you're saying, I can't allow what you're saying to affect me. Yeah. So I appreciate it, but I got to do this shit. And so that's when it was like, I was like, whatever we got to do. I remember going through chemo, dog. Like, the first time chemo, they didn't tell me what I was going to get into. And it just floored me. Like, it was just like, I slept for like two days afterwards. Yeah. I didn't eat, didn't drink. Just it, It's ridiculous. Can you compare it to, I mean, you never felt anything, any fatigue like that before, no? No, I mean, it. the poison, because you, like, when it's happening, you're fine. And then, like, you close your eyes, and then, like, you're just drifting. You know, you understand? You're like, you're not eating. You lose your appetite. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I got a numbness in my right arm. You hear ringing in your ears. You know what I'm saying? Your taste buds adjusting. Yeah. Like, I can't eat pesto anything. Yeah. You know? so, yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. My dad's taste buds went nuts. Like, my mom would cook him his favorite meal, and it would just be like, you, you'd be like, you could be feeding me a tire right now. Yeah. You, I you wouldn't can only eat what you're craving. Yeah. Like, I, to this day, I still, like, I'll have Thai food, soul food, breakfast food, uh, Red Robin. Um and like oh, pizza or I, sushi I, or something. But I it's love like that the Red basic. Robin's in that list. It has to be. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. <laughs> steak fries for life. Anyway, bottomless steak <laughs> fries. Bottomless steak fries. You better. Uh, you better than bottomless steak. Are you above that, bro? Right? Are you above? Hell you above? no. Yeah. Okay. Hell That's why no. I thought everyone's on board with Red Robin, right? <laughs> so I mean, so I only eat those same things. So like sometimes, like like I'll go on a date and girl be like, "What do you want to have?" I'm like, I "Have same thing I always fucking have." Yeah, salmon and potatoes or chicken. I don't eat red meat, so it's just like, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. But when they gave me the prognosis, it was like, are you? I like I'd ask myself, like, are you willing to do whatever it takes to survive? So if they're like, are you willing to do everything, anything? So I like cut the sauce off. I mean, I wasn't drinking heavily before, but I cut the cut the sauce. I was juicing. I was stretching. I was walking every day. I was doing everything, and gradually I started gaining my weight back. Gradually, gradually. And Do you so, have a, a trainer or some somebody in your life that's kind of helping you moderate all this and stay on top of it, or do you just have to kind of look from within and go, "I have to be so regimented about like what I'm putting in my body and yeah. what I'm doing every day." Like, I mean, you're how you're waking up, what you're. I mean, you wake up and then like, how did your day to day change? I mean, first I I can't sleep in. I came and fucked up my sleep patterns. So it's like I I can't sleep in. I wake up seven. Eight. I wake up like I got a job to do. Like I wake up that early. <laughs> You're like this is why I got into comedy so I could not do yeah, this. Yeah, I'm like seven eight. Time to start writing. Watch these. Get these desk pieces for Gordon. Gotta <laughs> yeah. fucking have this packing tight. Gotta have this shit tight. So it's like a lot of shit. So like I I don't I don't sleep in. I have to remind. I have to remember to eat because once I get going, like I don't have a car. So once mm-hmm. I get going, like it's like oh I got it. Fucking gotta do everything. You know. It's, mm-hmm. So it's weird. It's really weird. But. I mean, like, these are great problems to have. Yeah. I remember being in the hospital, seeing people, like, in wheelchairs with, like, their leg, like, swollen and shit and scabby and, like, they're chain smoking. I'm like, I don't think that's helping your case. I'm not a doctor, yeah. but you're chain smoking. I don't think. But they, I could see that they were checked out. They were just yeah. like, yo, I'm ready to fucking whenever it's my time to go. I was like, me? I was like, I got some shit. And that's when, like, when I got out the hospital, they were like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, I want to. I mean, fuck, I'm not going to have no kids, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, let's say let's say I prolong this, like, three to five years, right? Let's say I live past a year, it goes three to five years. Okay, I don't, and I'm not going to have no kids, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I'm not going to get married, no kids. Well, what can I really do? Well, I'm a, com- I'm a comedian. I've been doing this seven years. I think I could do I got I got over an hour and a half material. I could do a special. And my friend Nicole was like, let's do a special. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do a special. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, she's like, we're going to do it. I thought it was just her talking because everyone says what you want to hear when you're sick. Like, sure, sure. like, yeah, yeah, we'll help. I was like, yeah, okay. Anyways. Uh, you, you're finding that? But I mean, I feel like a lot of people are. The, uh, people are genuine, but people don't know. Like, for me, I'm positive, but I still get hella depressed because I know, like, 
people are still doing regular shit. People have normal lives. Yeah, I can't be like, not? who yeah. wants to go on a Trader Joe's run with me? <laughs> you know, so it's weird. Um, but so Nicole I mean, was like, let's do a special. Yeah, and I was like, okay, cool. And we were going to shoot at the West Side Comedy Theater, and it was going to be great. That's why we set the five thousand dollar limit because we didn't mm-hmm. have to pay venue, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, why and then, that venue? Uh, well, I mean, that's just where she has a rapport with. Yeah. And, you know, I have good sets there. Yeah. It's a great, great venue. It's dope. Owen yeah. Smith's done one there. Yeah. Um, Kira Sultan events yeah. done one there. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, let's do it there. And then, like, everyone, the huge display of love made me have to look for a bigger venue because they were only going to give me one show. I was like, that's awesome. So I was like, all right. So we started looking at venues. I remember we went to the Fonda Theater. I was like, there's no fucking way I can fill this shit. <laughs> There's no fucking way I can fill the Fonda. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right. Let's, so we looked at the Lyric Theater yeah. on La Brea. Yeah. Yep. Which is a dope spot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ah, not big enough. Not big enough. Still right. not. I need two fifty to three. So I need. Mm-hmm. And then like I found the Terragram Ballroom. And was like, this is it. I'll pay whatever the fuck it takes to get this spot. And you mentioned Burn Apatow stepped in early on. So did they have a hand in, in just uh, pushing this project along? They helped me out uh, with uh, finances. Yeah. Not so not great. not with the not with the special. They didn't, they didn't do any of that, but they helped me out. With you know fundraising uh, to go see a specialist in Baltimore, mm-hmm. they helped me out. They used their contacts and stuff like that. So it was all love from them from jump. Had you met Bill or Judd before that? Yeah, I met I met them both before. They, they've always been pretty cool. And, yeah, you know, uh, Judd. You know, I gave him an idea for if he ever did a special. I gave him a title for it, and uh, he liked it. And then um, Man, that's pretty. That's pretty. I mean, he, say he was using it. He, like, okay, <laughs> he took know. it in. Yeah, he t- sure. he, you know, he was a really chill dude. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's weird to see a dude, the fucking man of Hollywood, yeah, be that chill. Yeah, and a, and a guy who, when you see him, it, it's always kind of weird when I see Judd because I was thinking to myself, you are one of those rare people in Hollywood where you could literally reach out to any comedian actor and just go, you know what, that person's going to be a star now. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna put that person in some movies. He's that he's yeah. that big, and it's like, yet he still has the comedian tendencies. Yeah, and he would still get nervous after sets. He, he would still talk to comics and be like, "Hey, what works here? What doesn't work here?" And I'm 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 always amazed by that because he doesn't have to do that. No, he, he no, can just he, he go can on just... stage and fuck around and go home to his mansion. Yeah. But he doesn't. He's still that dedicated. So it doesn't surprise me that he then and and the stories I've heard from Schumer in terms of how great he's been and like it doesn't surprise me that he took you on and, and was that great to you i mean long that's just kind of like the way he the way he works longevity you've been doing how, how long you've been doing uh, 13 years you don't get longevity by being a dick yeah <laughs> i mean is that that's real free game if anybody really wants to talk to you like you're not going to get far by being a dick yeah stanhope could rant all he wants mm-hmm. he's not a dick no he's not he bought me pancakes at lax you know what i'm saying so that was, like, the, that was that was one of the greatest i walked in he saw me and, he, and he's like yeah you're a comic and i go yeah yeah i'm a comic i'm a big fan he goes Sit down. Let's have some pancakes. It's like, yeah, fucking egg. Yeah, that's it. Are you gonna have openers on this thing? Yeah, I got I got three openers for each show. Awesome. Each of them doing five. It's awesome. And you got and you, and I mean you've been seven years, so you've been uh, accumulating this material for. But mm-hmm. I gotta, you know, assume that in the last year there's just. I don't know if I'll do any cancer material. Yeah, I don't know. It's still but not, but not so not even, but not even cancer material, but just I mean just because of that having. Uh, an impact on your life like i'm sure there's been stuff that's 
I mean, whether you're talking about your own personal experiences, but like with the hospital or whatever, or just the way you're dealing with people now, there's got to be just new observations you're picking up on. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's tons, but still, like, I'm more of an observational, like, taking heavy subjects and making them light. Yeah. I've never really been, like, I'm not one of those, I'm not railing against the system. I'm not here to to wake, I'm not here to wake up the masses. Mm -hmm. I'm here to make them laugh. It's always been, it's always been your, uh, I like it. That's that's always been my thing. So it's like, I don't. You know, I respect every comedian who does something I don't do. You know, even yeah. if you do this, you do that, it, it, that's great. I know what my lane is. My lane is this. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, all these people are coming out, and we all know. We all already know that I'm sick. So I don't need to address the elephant in the room. I just need to be funny. I hear you. Mm-hmm. The special sold. <laughs> it's sold. Already. It's sold. So I don't have anything to worry about. Yeah. I know it's going to get distributed. Yep. I know it's gonna get you know promoted, marketed. Do you know for who? I can't say. Oh, okay. I can't say. I can't say till tomorrow. Oh, oh shit. really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, this isn't gonna come out for till Monday. Till Monday. So te- technically, I can't. I can't say till till uh, till. Yeah, All right. Well, does maybe it, you text me. and We'll put it in the intro. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Does it rhyme with Mo time <laughs> or? Fetblix. It's, 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 <laughs> it's along those lines. It might be Fetblix. They're actually making a run yeah, yeah, yeah. to that, put I mean, Netflix that, down. Yeah. Much, it's yeah. alter ego. It's the stepbrother, the jaded cousin that didn't make it. He didn't yeah. get brought on. They, they sold his shares. He's like, I'm going to make something just as marketable. Yeah, yeah. Fetblix. Basically, Fetblix is the bottom shelf cereal. Yeah. It's not Count Chocula. Right, right. But it's, it's the bag. It's the bag cereal. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. yeah. It, there's, no, it, there's not even images. It just says cereal. Yeah, right. it's just like chocolate rice balls. You mean yeah. Rice Krispie treats? No, Same. no, 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 no. Chocolate rice, rice balls. balls. Rice balls. Yummy, Cocoa Puffs. Yummy right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fruity Yaz. That was always my <laughs> favorite. Yes. So that's what. So that's what a uh, Fetflix. Fet flip. Whatever that was. <laughs> yeah. Is there? Um. Uh. But like, I'm curious. Like the way you viewed. Like we were talking about, just a little. Like you know. Um, dating relationships like has your mindset like changed on how you um just view like a typical fight with a girl pre and post i mean you used to have all the energy in the world to prove my point to a woman and now it's like i don't care yeah you know like the thing about cancer is I, I'm and, curious the perspective, you know, like, like the overall perspective. Like for me, it's like you can afford to, I can afford to be selfish now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never really was a selfish person before, but now it's like, I don't have any patience for bullshit. And like, no. I won't like, and I, I don't dis, I don't dismiss what my partners are saying, but I'm like, if it's petty, I'm like, you knew what the fuck you were signing up for. When I did a thousand sets, what did you think my work ethic was going to be like? Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think? You think I was going to. Come home, dice vegetables on Tuesday? Is that what you thought? That's what you thought. You thought we were going to make goulash? What the fuck did you think was going to happen You're when you sign up? Sign up for a pottery class? No. Yeah, that's yeah. Not, that's like, not yo, you know, like, and it's like, and you do stuff that you want to do. Like, I had like a real Rick James mentality when I first got cancer. I was just like, I don't want to do it. I'm good. Oh, shit. Like, I'm yeah. like, can I get up early? No, I'm like, all right, cool. All right, well, I'm going to see you later. And like, what? You know, I can get you up. And- I don't got the energy for it. Yeah. And now it's like, I, I have it in check, but this is also when I first got out of the hospital. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's been like a, a journey. I got out of the hospital in September. You know, I, when I got out of the hospital, I had to, that's, when I, that's when the real healing started. You know what I'm saying? Because I was doing worse in the hospital than I was doing out. Jesus. Like, oh. I was losing weight. Like, I would you like this, man? When I got out of the hospital, I had sublet my apartment for the summer. Yeah. Uh, because I was going on the tour. Yeah. And when I got out, 
you know, I gave him, you know, June, July, August. I got out. He left me in bed bugs. So now you got this emaciated, cancer-ridden man <laughs> now fucking dealing with fucking bed bugs. That sounds I was like the saddest like, commercial ever. Duh, I was like, oh, I wept. Yeah. I wept openly. I was just like, like it was no, because like, I was like, oh, the fuck. I was like, God, what the fuck am I going to do? I got to buy a new bed. And now I'm like, I got some change in the bank. I'm not going to fucking do Craigslist. So I had to go shopping for beds. And then I had to tell them, I was like, do you deliver for free? Like, just like whatever. I need everything. And I got, it was, then I got rid of the frame. It was just like a whole ordeal. And then like me and my girl at the time, we were breaking up, you know what I'm saying? Going through that shit. So it was a point where like I was just completely broken. And I was yeah. like, all right. That's when I started rebuilding myself. That's where comedy was therapeutic, man. Absolutely. Getting on them, getting on them stages, man. I was just going to ask, at what point did that become like such a focal point of like, oh, wow, this is a more beneficial release and therapeutic like assistance than I really anticipated. Oh man, it's always been therapeutic for me. Like I, my first breakup is what got me into comedy. It was uh, oh, for real. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She dumped me on Thanksgiving. What? And uh, <laughs> what? Where? What was it like? Was it like, hey, uh, it, were you all at dinner and your mom said, hey, pass, nah, we were pass the stuff into your girlfriend. She's like, girlfriend, mm, about that. Glad <laughs> someone brought that up. We're done. Hella dramatic, cue to the cue to like scene, pan left to right, Quincy's face, shock, sadness, tears welling. The lights and the shoes go out. She pieces. Yeah, man. She took my LA gifts. She took my bear. Took she the left. Batteries out. No, man, uh, she broke up with me on, uh, on Thanksgiving, and uh, we were spending Thanksgiving Eve together, yeah. been with her family, and I left to go spend Thanksgiving with my family, and I didn't hear from her all day, and then like, I called her like, Thanksgiving night, and I talked on the phone, I was like, what's up, you're crying, Like, what's going on? She's like, I have feelings for my ex, and I was like, you should get rid of that, you should, you should stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. stop. Well, I got an idea. I got an uh, easy solution. Yeah, yeah. You should, you should stop, stop, stop doing that. Stop yeah. feeling those feelings. Stop feeling those feelings. She's like, you know, I was like, wait, and then my brain, my philosophical brain was like, how long have you been talking to this guy? Yeah, for sure. For yeah. feelings to be reignited. What the fuck have you been? I was like, oh, my God. And I just went in a binge, went mm-hmm. in a bender for like a month straight. Drinking. Just drinking, smoking, everything, fucking everything I could. Trying to stop feeling your feelings. Yeah, and, but I was getting on stage every night. I was getting on every fucking stage. I did a comedy underground. And so giggles. raw, I'm sure, every time. Just right? everything. Mm-hmm. Just doing every fucking show. This is before Jai Ty. This is everything. I was getting up every, for that month straight. I remember Christmas day i woke up at my uh friend gene's house in the south end my sewer park i went to drive home and i hit like a bump on i-5 and i was like and i pulled over and like threw up and was just like all right yep yep this is it we have we got to figure out a better way to solve this problem oh, shit. <laughs> and i was like all right like sobered up I was like all right and then i like, drove home to my mom's house and was just like all right yeah do you confide in her about what's going she knew, on. She knew. Yeah, she knew. I mean, my mom's like, my mom's like, like as corny as it may sound cliche, like, that's like my best friend. I talked to her because my mom had cancer as well. No shit. She had no. Hodgkin's lymphoma and she, you know, Jeez. she survived. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's like, I can, whenever I get in a, a chemo rage, she, I'm like, you don't. Wow. You do. You do know what I'm going <laughs> yeah, through. You did. You do. Okay. You, you right. understand. You know what? It's so, that's it's, so helpful. It, it's so funny you say that because, like, when, when my dad was going through chemo, he found like obviously your family loves you, but right. he but he found the most comfort in talking with people that were also going through it at that time or had gone through it because only they could truly understand. And then we as a family had to realize like okay, he's not saying he doesn't like us right. when he talks with the cancer people instead instead of us. That helps him more. So good. Yeah, 
I that's mean, what you should do. Chemo fucks up your emotions like a motherfucker. Oh. Like, oh, like I, I cry at everything. Yeah. Now I'm sensitive as fuck. You, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You like, are going in. Oh, like, I mean, just like you think you're cool. You know what I'm saying? And then like, and then when you see cancer, like a reminder everywhere, like I was watching Creed and like, yeah. then it, the camera, I was like, oh, <laughs> it's dusty as fuck in this theater right now. <laughs> Fucking allergies are going haywire. What the fuck? You guys don't clean it. Don't yeah. clean this theater. Yeah, yeah. I feel you, Rock. I feel you, bro. Stay. You, you gotta can, fight. You gotta fight, Rock. You, you fight, that, he fights. Oh, man. I, oh, nigga, tears. <laughs> Real tears. Like tears. And I was like, man, I remember watching Dallas Buyers Club, and that's AIDS. And I was just yeah. like, mother. Fuck yeah! He deserved that role. <laughs> he deserved that. Yeah, you you were this emotional uh, uh, pre. I, uh, I was emotional, but it was more so anger. Like I would go like zero to like a hundred real quick. Okay, mm-hmm. and now it's just like it was like oh man, like even in Deadpool, like when he got cancer, I was like oh my fucking god, it's like a reminder. <laughs> Every fucking he got cancer, I was like I I better be a superhero. <laughs> I better come out of this a fucking superhero. Yeah, give me some damn powers. Where I'm, you? Yeah, go ahead. No, I did. A, I remember I went to a Greg Barrett show. He had, a, he had Greg Barrett had a show at the Largo, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like it's like comedy rocks or something like that. Yeah, and it's like a bunch of like they all do music. They tell jokes, stories, or whatever, and then they play songs. And like Greg Barrett, he had cancer, and then uh, I didn't even know that. About this Greg. other con- this other guy uh, uses I think the the group Men at Work or something like that. Mm-hmm. He had cancer, and I remember I leaned over to my date and was like. These guys are flaunting their remission in my face right now. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be like a parade of people who've had fucking cancer and are be- killing it in life right now, you know? Oh, and I remember, and it was like, but he was talking to me, and like, we talked, and I was like, you're, they're like, yeah, you're going to be fine. You're going to be, and you hear it, you know, but when you start believing, you're like, I am going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I am going to, I am going to be fine. I mean, I may not live to be 103, but I'm going to live longer than a year. And that, mm-hmm. that was the game plan. That was the whole plan. Like, this fucking smug-ass doctor is not going to tell me yeah. when I'm going to die. Nobody knows I'm going to die, so I'm going to fucking kick it. I respect so much the fact that you got sort of, like, after you went through the whole hospital ordeal, that you kind of got to work. Because, like, that's something that people, we all kind of think about. Like, what would you do if you found out? Like, if you know, would you? Like, and for me, it's like, I would go full Lamar Odom. I would just go Suspenders? just go to the fucking Saddle whorehouse, ranch. go to Saddle Ranch, just say this, this is my Every room ranch, yeah. for the next three months. Jesus. Bring me my bitches, like like that that like. Do do you ever have those thoughts of you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna. I feel like if I'd lived like that, mm-hmm. then I probably would have would would die quicker. If that makes sense, yeah. like not with the drugs or the bender, but it's just like yeah. even that that mentality of like oh you're disrespecting man. life a little yeah bit. you know just like the mentality of like oh you're gonna go so you might as well live reckless is like no mm-hmm. how about I live cautious and try and stretch this motherfucker out so it was yeah. always like so when they were like you got a juice I was like fuck it I'll juice I don't like green juice I, I'll juice yeah I'll do whatever the fuck it takes they're like you gotta cut this out. No sugars. I was like, all right, cool. They said cancer cells multiply out sugar and greasy fatty foods. Cut that shit out. Mm-hmm. You know, so for me, it was like whatever it took for me to get better, that's what I was willing to do. And a lot yeah. of times people don't want to get better. They don't want to do stuff at the risk of being uncomfortable. You know? Mm. It, well, I can only imagine that when you're going through the treatment that a lot of people go through for cancer, and we've talked about how bad chemo is, the last thing you want to do then on top of that is to drink the green juice that tastes like shit. 
Uh, you don't. Like, you just want the milkshake and say, fuck it. But, yeah. but how much do you miss that stuff? Like, when you make all these cuts, do you just kind of get conditioned to it? Or like, I, and, and where where does your, maybe your newfound happiness come from? Because maybe you're like, oh, you know what? Maybe I didn't need that, like, burger to make me happy. Like, it's- I mean, where's the thing, man? Like, I was really healthy before the cancer. Like, I rode my bike everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. I don't eat red meat. Just chicken, turkey, fish. I don't eat, I don't eat fish. I eat a salmon. Oh, shit. I don't eat that much. So just chicken, turkey, you know? What about so, like fruit by the foot? You ever, ever nah, slam nah, one of those? No. Nah, I mean, yeah. I mean, who doesn't like I'm not a communist. Of course I fucking <laughs> like fruit by the foot. You that was think, my next question. Yeah. You know, like, are you communist? <laughs> well, only on certain issues, I believe the community is the best. No. Uh, no, but it's like, I, I I, mean, yeah, you want that stuff. Like, I used to love the golden Oreos. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? And yeah, then, yeah. then they had the fucking lemon golden Oreos. You're yeah. like, oh, God. Temptation. Yeah. But it's like, hey, ah, I'm good. You exercise a little restraint. Yeah. In a little restraint, it's just a little bit of time. So, you know, for me, I, I don't eat fast food, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's not really my thing. You know, so I'm like, okay, cut fast food out so that automatically deletes that. Uh, I don't really cook with a lot of grease, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm not saying, like, I flipped this whole, like, nature shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it was just me making the decision to be like, let's kick it up a notch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get let's get our weight back. Let's Let's adjust. Let's learn. How to what we like, what we don't like. Let's figure this out, and then we kick it up a notch. Healthy body, healthy mind, right? I mean, it's, I feel it's healthy mind, healthy body. You know, mm. that's I've always felt like the men, the mental strength is what it takes. That's that's what most of life is is mental, like dealing with it. Because if life threw us all our problems underhand, one at a time, we'd all be knocking it out the park. Okay, yeah. you don't get booked here. All right, cool. Well, I'll just get another date to fill in that weekend, so I'll be in the same region for the whole time. It'll be smooth, easy. Yeah. I got yeah. frequent flyer miles. I'm yeah. good. But what happens is, like, you don't get that booking. They cancel that date. Then, then you're arguing with your chick. Then this. Then your roommate moves out. Then this. You're just like, yeah. okay, now I'm stressed. Now I need to figure out how to fucking make all this shit work. Right. And you do it the same way. You take it one step at a time. And that's all it is. Cancer. Dealing with this cancer is nothing more for me than like taking it one step at a time, doing the necessary steps to progress. And for me, it was like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. So I go through the chemo, you know what I'm saying? And to the point where I told, I can tell them now, like, like when I got on Ellen, I remember when it aired, it aired this Tuesday mm-hmm. and I was getting chemo while it was airing. Oh, and I was like, you guys need to turn TV at four o'clock. And I'm like, yeah. why? I'm like, because I'm going to be on Ellen. I'm like, no, you're not. I'm like, okay. If I'm not, jello for everybody. So they're, so they're like, they're like putting the tourniquet on. Yeah. They're fucking getting the blood ready. They're doing the blood draws and everything. And they're like, oh my god, you're on TV. I was like, that's what I said. I told you. Now I don't have to get chemo, right? They're like, you're not that famous. Yet. You know what I'm like, you're, you're not Magic John. Yeah. You didn't heal yourself. Yeah. We don't give. Okay. Yeah, let's we don't give you that down. medicine yet. Right? Yeah. Well, well, come you, on, oh, guy. You, you think you're in? You think you're in Illuminati now? You think you just got a pass? Yeah. Take this fucking chemo. I was like, all right, man. All right. All right. I remember, so I got the chemo, and God. like, it, it was a, it was a, it was a beautiful feeling. It was bittersweet, though. I mean, all, we talk, this, we we talk about humbling. All, all, all the, all this shit is bittersweet to me because it's a constant reminder that, like, now I worked hard to get to this to be prepared for Hell this. Hell yeah, time. sure. You know what I'm saying? So I was prepared for all this shit to come. Yeah. At the same time, it's still a reminder, like, oh, you're getting this shit because you're loved, but you're also sick. So it's a reminder you're sick. You're talking like about a, the special and these The special these and like, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. I mean, who knows if I would have win or if I would have gotten on Ellen. But I got on Ellen. I knocked it out the park. Cool. Yeah. So we're good there. But you know what, though? When you start when you start thinking of those hypotheticals, because I've had people come up to me, comics, where people say, ah, you're only funny because you're a dwarf. It's like, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm funny and I'm a little person. 
Yeah. You're not getting a special strictly because I'm not funny. Yeah. Yes. You're right. like cuz tr- trust me. They wouldn't if, do that. If, if some 20 if some Make-A-Wish kid is like, "I want to do a 1-hour special on Comedy Central and he wasn't good at stand up, they'd be like, "All right, I know you're dying, but Yeah. No. Yeah, because we're yeah. not giving that you to can you. You touch Nicki Minaj's butt. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get a Comedy Central with, present with, with Danny Glover's hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't feel anything. This is the worst consolation prize ever. This sucks. But yet, like, they, all this wouldn't be happening to you unless you yeah. were prepared for it. And that's the beautiful feeling. That's, a, that's an yeah. amazing feeling. How so long did like, it take you to come to terms with that? What? I mean, because I mean, I'm sure there was a little bit of just um, battle in your head of, like, feeling, right? Like, just feeling a little bit like, oh, am I just getting... I mean, you, you you think that, but then you have to, like, again, like, you can't harbor in it. Yeah. I don't really, net, like, it's like you could let the self-doubt come, and it's like, dog, you earned this fucking shit. Yeah. You earned it. They booked you because you're ready. You're and ready you for know, everything that's happening now. You know how hard you work. You know how many mics you would hit up in a night. Yeah. So it's like. You know what you said. Exactly. So it's here. like, for me, it's like, nah, I'm not going to let anybody. Because yeah. that's, that's what happens with success. People, like, they want to try and, like, whittle it away from you. And it's like. And by the way. Who the f- who is the fucked up person that's like ah he's only getting a special because he got cancer? Yeah. You want to trade places, motherfucker? Yeah, yeah I'm telling you, <laughs> like, you the, co- the cost is heavy. Yeah, the cost is heavy. You got you could afford that. You yeah. got that money. I mean, you want a comedy? You could take my take yeah, my take, like, take my fucking credits. Yeah, I'll go back to open mics and never be a feature <laughs> headliner yes. again. If you want to take this cancer, holy shit! Man, it, it, it's it's a it's 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 beautiful though. Like life is life is good. Mm-hmm. Like it's really good. Like I even with cancer, even when it, like I was in the hospital, and I'm not gonna sit up here and act like I'm like a care bear or some shit. Like I get in the dumps, sure. but every time I get in the dumps, I have to realize somebody would love my problems. There's yeah. someone who's not recuperating good from the chemo who'd love to have this shit. Right. So then you have to remember, okay, well I gotta do it for them. You have to think outside yourself. You have yeah. to start living outside yourself. Because otherwise, if you start narrowing, you're like, okay, I'm just going to do me, do what I want to do. It's like, no, I got to think. You know, my mom fought cancer, right? Mm-hmm. That's my grandma to cancer. A couple of my aunts have had cancer. So I, I got you know, to fight for them. I yeah. got a niece and nephew. I got to fight for them. Yeah. What do I do? I do comedy. You know what I'm saying? So this is what fight, and the comedy helps me fight. So I got to take care of me, right? I got a girl. She's holding it down. I got to get some bucks. I got to get these drink tickets <laughs> so I can give to her, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So it's like you have to. Realize it's bigger than you. Yeah. And it's hard because you want to be, you want to feel down in the dumps. You want to, you want to have a pity party. Sure. And you're, and you're right. You should. You're allowed to. You're allowed to, but then you have to get yourself up. It's like, it's like going on a bender. It's natural. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We, it's, that's a circular life. So it's like, okay, I'm feeling down. All right. I didn't get this. All right. A lot of bad shit happened. Okay. We have a little pity party. Let's go have our favorite meal. All right. We'll start mm-hmm. off with that. Go have a few drinks. Call up your buddies. Right. Okay. Boom. Now we're getting the headspace. Now once you get in that headspace, okay, cool. I had a good, you know, your belly's full with your favorite yeah. food. Yeah. You know, you, you, you hung out with the fellas you don't normally get to hang out with. All right, cool. Now I'm, now I'm feeling good. Once you start feeling good, good shit's going to happen. Yeah. But you have to mentally be locked in. You have to, you have to embrace what's going on, but not hold on for it to too, yeah, hold it, on it, for it it, too long. It's so funny you say that because it, 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 it's advice I've given to other people and myself. To where, where if I start feeling down or if I, my other friend's feeling down, I say, hey, go to your, go go to the things that always make you feel better. Yeah. S- start there. You're you're not gonna solve all your problems by taking a magic pill. You're not gonna like suddenly just all like everything's gonna go away. Do eat your favorite meal. Right. That always makes you happy. Great. Eat that. 
It'll make you happy. Yeah. Watch your favorite TV show. That makes you happy. Great. That's some a little building block towards that uh, towards that point that you can finally get rid of all this shit or cope with it. Is you just slowly small victories. Talk 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 to the girl or talk to the guy that you always talk to. Yeah. When it just slow th- things make you happy. That's what I, I mean. That's honestly what I feel like. But I feel like so many people are like they rationalize themselves out of happiness. Yeah. They, they justify them being unhappy. I'm like, really, mm-hmm. dog? Because I got cancer. <laughs> right? You got a car? Yeah. You got a car. You could afford a Stellar Artois at this bar, and you going to talk to me about Trump? That's what I'm supposed to sit here <laughs> and feel like impressed with? I'm sorry. I'm supposed to feel sorry that you went through a little breakup? I had yeah. a girl leave me during chemo. What would you guys say about that? None? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I was gonna say, how often do you get irked by it? like if you see like a couple fighting over the, like the, the color of towels in Target? Are you just like everybody's got their problems? But you're also like, man, do you even know that that's like what you like that is your problem right now? And yeah. you're so lucky to you're have choosing that. Choosing mean, to be unhappy right now, right? But th- again, that'd be like that's big to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that's their thing. So for everyone trying to do their thing, everyone, just, no one knows what the fuck's going on in life. We can write all the self-help books that, that, that fucking Malcolm Gladwell could personally put his stamp on. doesn't mean it's going to work. We all are trying to get to a certain place of happiness or success or financial stability, and we all can't take the same journey. That's why I don't really read those books. All we, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All we could do is like try. And every day, everyone's trying to do a little better. You know, Some people are like, fuck it, I'm done. I can't knock them. That's, that's what they feel they got to do. Yeah. But when I'm looking at people arguing, I'm like, that's so crazy. That is so great. They really think this is what matters. You have to, like, you have to act like you're Buddha. You're like, oh, silly children. Silly, silly humans. When will they realize that life is so much more meaningful than what the fuck they're arguing about? Yeah. How, how do you think you get to that point? Like, Do, they, do you need something like uh, cancer to give you that outlook to go, oh, okay, well, I'm stressing over stuff that just does not, is not significant? Well, have you ever had like... like you, you ever like broken a laptop or your your iPhone screen cracked? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And you get hella emotional about it. <laughs> so upset, and you just think like, "Why the fuck did I have greasy fucking fingers?" Why? Did I? You have to be like, you know what? I put way too much emotional bearing on this one object. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got a couple bucks. I can get a new phone. I got an upgrade coming. Right? Apple, Apple drops a new phone every fucking year. Right? So yeah. You, okay. We just ride it out. Get a little crack screen. Right. Ride it out. Fucking Christmas. Get the new phone. Boom. Yeah, Look with that crack screen. Yeah. Let it be a constant reminder of yeah. maybe your you life's stay humble. cracked. You stay <laughs> humble. Stay true. Yeah, yeah. Ten years ago, you didn't have that phone at all. Right. So, so the, you have to. But that's the thing. You have to mute. Like everyone has to make their life figure out. Like I, for me, my biggest philosophy is like everybody's at work and mm-hmm. nobody loves their job. <laughs> so why am I here to make anybody's job more difficult? From the Uber driver to my server to the bartender, and they want to act like they got their shit in the ball. Cool, but we all know that no one's happy. Mm-hmm. No one's happy doing this shit. Every, they'd rather be doing other shit, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone would rather be doing other shit than their job. You you telling me when you're fucking twelve forty five one before Barris takes the stage, you're like, man, I really could have just stayed at home tonight. I yeah, yeah, you know, but. Someone would love those problems. That's ex- dude, and that's exactly the outcome I would love have to, to have. have that. I go, I go, oh, I go. Wow, man, do you remember how hard uh, you wanted to be a paid regular, and how long you grinded, and the and the amount of phone shifts, and just like shitty gig to even get there, and now you're gonna complain about the time? I was like, and you have to look inside yourself and go. At what point do you just go? Do you focus on? Oh, cool, I got here from there, and now let me like let me work this, and and then take the, and take this to the next step instead of going. Ah, oh, but it's not that. You know, my my mentality has always been to be different. 
you know and it's always i've always viewed things differently you know i've always like like as a like my degree is in philosophy so i always am taught to like look at things from different angles Mm -hmm. so i look at these situations and i'm like okay i firmly believe that i'm even looking better and living more right not just off diet but because i'm mentally locked in and i keep positivity flowing through me you know what i'm saying i have to be positive i argue with my girl we argue i'm like you know what this ain't even all that it's not even worth all this i'm putting way too much energy into you you're taking away from my positivity you know bank i can't deal with it you know what i'm saying and sometimes you just gotta cut people off you have to look out for you because ain't gonna nobody say, else yeah, going to look out for you. Too, yeah, if someone's too much negative in your life, you're like, well, every time I talk to you, I'm never in a better mood right. afterward. <laughs> then so something should change. Yeah. Someone's yeah. always complaining. Yeah. Yo, fucking big time Ray. Big yeah. time Adam Ray. Oh, yo, you going <laughs> to grace us with your presence, Ray? You going to do this? You're like... Dude, like what? Like yeah. first of all, like I'm at your house. You invited me over. Man. Yeah, like why are you like why are you what? Yeah. I'm not even big. Like I pay for part. Just like like yeah, what, what the are you fuck? Deflecting this onto me. For? Yeah, what are you projecting your neck? Like why are you so angry? And that's what I, that's what the majority of my life. Like I've had to ask women. I've had to ask people. Like why are you so angry? Mm-hmm. What do you have going on that is so emotional for you? Rather than you. Know you get upset and have those right. things affect you, you then ask the question, okay, rather than me put this on me and put myself in a bad mood, why are you, like, why are you doing this? Yeah, like, let's, I... Let's, let's, that, that, would be, that, that would be a great comeback for a heckler. It's like, why... So, 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 some guy heckles something, okay, let's stop the show. Why are you mad at me, sir? Oh, for, I don't oh, even do that. I've, I've, I, that's how I handle the shit yeah. sometimes. I break them down, and then they either, and then, you know, sometimes it gets real, and, they, and they, they're not expecting a follow-up. So then, you know, but I'm like, God, what a bummer that you felt so, like, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, you saw, yeah, you saw a dwarf comic up on stage. You thought to yourself, well, I better take him down a peg. Yeah, yeah. You know, Another so it's foot. like. Yeah. <laughs> so, chop down and chop him down the size. <laughs> Tired of that fucking big shot dwarf rocking around the stage. He's got pictures in the grave room. I can't fucking believe this. I'm here with fucking high school sweetheart. Yeah. Okay. We didn't <laughs> fell out of love years ago. Yeah. So I'm going to bring in all that. Yeah. I'm, I came to this comedy show. They fucking two item minimum. They're overpriced chicken strips. We all recognize that. There's not a good fucking cosmopolitan. I don't know why she always orders a cosmopolitan. There's bottom of steak fries at Red Robin. Just why don't we come here? Why don't we pre-funk at Red Robin and then come to fucking parlor? Pretty no, no. Tyra over here wants to fucking come to get early seating. And you're just flaunting your cash. You're strutting around the stage with your funny jokes. Well, now's the time. Yeah. Now's the time I take my anger at Bill, my boss. I'm like, you know what? You're not that funny. Everyone's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Jesus, I love dude. That. He's got this whole scene in his head. And I, my biggest thing is like, that sounded funny in your head, didn't it? Yeah. Like, oh, you yeah, played yeah, this scene out way different. Oh, yeah. And now everyone's looking yeah. at you. Your deodorant's overworking right now. <laughs> You're feeling the burn because it wasn't that funny. But yeah. luckily, I'm good at what I do. I can make you look good, too. So, but I'll let you get this done. Do you yeah. want to say anything else? Yeah. You want to be that dick that continues to interrupt? I didn't think so. All right, everyone back on the train, back on the choo-choo train. We're going to Chuckle Junction. Everyone get there. Everyone gets a pass. But this guy, you fucking get out of line again, and I'll ask you to leave. Yeah. And the party stops. You want to be the one to stop the party? You right. want to be the fat chick in the crew? <laughs> that what you want to be? You're being the fat chick in the fucking room of hot chicks right now. Yeah. You're the one he's who's not tired. Le- not letting them get laid. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone could get laid. We could all get laid tonight if you play your oh fucking God, part. That's so good. Stay in your lane. I'm telling the jokes. You laugh at them. That's the contract we agreed to. It's a contract. 
Can I be honest? I kind of want to come to the special and heckle you just to see you handle (laughs) shit because that was fucking brilliant, dude. You, I mean, like, come on, man. Yeah. When when did you lock? When when did you? I mean, because obviously you got to do a lot of crowd work to get good at crowd work and to get comfortable being able to handle any situation. Like, what was there one moment or a a flurry of just instances that you were like, "All right, like I'm gonna have to deal with this. I can't ignore it." Which is, I think, what you do early on with crowd work because you're like, "I don't feel equipped to handle that, so I got to try to pretend that's not there." My first set, I riffed. It was at the Comedy Underground at the open mic. Oh, the guy shit. went up before me with like a banjo or a fiddle, and he sang songs about <laughs> sticking vegetables up his ass. And I went up there. I had my I had my bit about four way stops. Please tell me he's an opener on one of the shows. Man, he, uh, he opened for <laughs> for the special Jeff Foxworthy. He opened yeah. for Jeff Foxworthy. No, what? um, no, but so you know he fucking did that, and I went up there, and like the whole room's just like, ah, oh. I was just like, so you guys expect me to to tell jokes now that's what you you expect me to just make I'm supposed to tell elevator stories that's what I'm supposed to do you guys, what you guys expect me to do after that like after we here's all, how you put a squash up your yeah, tank yeah, yeah we can't. all heard him sticking about cucumbers a lot of vegetables okay first of all not to, I, who knew that many vegetables could fit in a three minute set but who knew how many vegetables could fit up his ass you guys expect me to just tell jokes and then the whole room just like ah. and so I've always been able to address whatever's going on in the room that's an incredible skill dude and, but I've seen you do it. Yeah. I've seen it. Nah, man. Nah, nah. I've seen you do it. Like, I've seen you float on stage, man. Like, I've what seen do you, you mean? at the fucking parlor. I see him. I remember first watching Adam Ray, man. I was like, oh, this guy, because he was in LA. He mm-hmm. started here. So I was like, oh, man. They're like, oh, he's from Seattle. I was like, I know Seattle. Right? <laughs> oh, he's going to claim He's gonna claim my city. Yeah, and, yeah, I don't and know. Not start here. He hasn't paid a fucking fee to me <laughs> to, do, to stand up in fucking my city. Let's see what this guy does. Yeah. And he laughed, and I remember you were doing the, the baby black ribs bit. Yeah. But they thought it was baby black kids. That's yeah. shit I remember, dog. Because the way he fucking tells the story, he, he, Adam goes into such detail, mm-hmm. and you get so wrapped up in the story, and in the twisted thing, you're just like, oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> see, if, if you were told, because if he had done the punch, like even a split second sooner, we all would have saw it coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he holds it the timing, timing, and he's like, Pop. I'm like, <laughs> that motherfucker right there. I remember being a fan. I remember the heckler, like some girls, like, ew, and you're like, what, what, what are you hearing about? Yeah, mm-hmm. I said baby black ribs, uh, you know, baby black kid. Like yeah. I didn't, it was a joke. I didn't actually eat baby black kid. And you started riffing. <laughs> and I was like, God oh, damn, this guy's good. I remember like my favorite comic, Rory Scovel. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Rory. Like watch Rory. I'm like, oh, I remember I had a set at the Tacoma Comedy Club. It was like a competition or something like that. Back when I was still naive, you know. And uh, I did that. And I riffed. I did went for like 20 minutes, just all riffing, just. Boom, boom, boom. Girl laughing. Ah, oh, you laugh funny. Ah, da, da, da. Just taking just everything and just throwing it back. And then someone afterwards, I killed and I advanced to the competition and then dude came up to me. I'll never forget. He's like, you know you're going to have to write jokes eventually. And I was just like, I was never been berated. I was like, oh my God. And so I just wrote feverish. I wrote every bit. I just mm-hmm. started writing, 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 writing. So I had more jokes than riffs and I always had riff and I could always go back on. Yeah. But then now to the point where like I know what I do. Mm-hmm. So like now the special is not going to be it's not going to be a traditional special. We're not going to get a Chris Rock special. Good. You're not going to get like well, I mean, I'm not going to get a Gabriel Glacius special. You're not yeah. going to get that. It's going to be me doing an hour, but we're going to have fun. Two shows. We're going to have a lot of fucking fun. Yeah. And that's a game plan. You're going to give yourself any like you have you have a map of of the set you kind of want to do, but are you giving yourself a lot of room to a maybe, lot of room to go? Room. Yo, I'm going to you know insert this kind of topic here, but like I'm going to kind of. 
It's going to be what, hell for the editors. That's why. <laughs> that's all I can tell you. It's going to well, be hell. hey, that, that, that ain't your job. You know, so. but it's like I got I got the notebook. I'm just writing now. Yeah. Right, right, right. And it's like it, for me, the biggest thing I'll tell you the big, the only fear I got is making that first joke land. Sure, no kidding. That's the you're, only you're sweating that well, the only, because you know what? I got Conan coming up. Yeah, I'm when? burning. I'm burning through material. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm burning through material. Like I had an hour and a half. I had an hour forty of jokes alone. Yeah, jokes alone. And now I'm like, so the hour that's forty. It's the Conan that's seven. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. And hey, dude, and there's gonna be, you know, there's and gonna then, be other opportunities that are gonna be popping up. All and now I'm hot enough that my materials change. Like now it's like. I can't do no more jokes about not having a car. I got money to buy a car. Now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now it's like, and these are great problems to have. Yeah, wonderful course. problems to have. But it's like, I'm still like, nah. I'm, like, I even said, like, the only thing I do with my money now is, like, I, I buy, you know, a splurge in an Uber X. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just ride by myself. <laughs> you know what? Hey, that's, go, a big, that's a big we, upgrade. Let's we not go, lie about that. We going in a Lexus today. You know what I'm saying? Not I, a might, Corolla. I might do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I might just get, because I usually pool. But pool will be like, all right, you're all the way fucking in in Canyon Country, and then we'll drive back down to downtown, and then we'll drop you off in Hollywood. That's like, too much. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like you know what? Fuck it. I'll just pay the extra bucks. There it is to fucking get where I need to go to by myself. The gum tastes better in an Escalade anyway. But I'm not. I know. I'm not Uber Black. I said I'm Uber X. That just means I'm riding by myself. I'm still Corolla, baby. I keep it humble. Yeah. No money's changed me. Money hasn't changed me a little bit. How much? Well, how much did your mom uh, influence you in this whole um, journey? Like uh, you said, she—I mean, she's your best friend. You talk to her. How much in the daily conversation is about what you're going through? I mean, not not much. I mean, my mom, her biggest sign off is pace yourself. Is there everything? Well, pace yourself. You're going really hard right now. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. Pace yourself. I'm like, you know, get it, mom. I'm hot. I got to take everything I can get while I'm getting it because this this hot doesn't last forever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so you got. I'm already thinking of the next project. So I'm yeah. talking to my manager, like I'm like, yo, I want to be busy. I don't want to stop working. Give yeah. me dates. Give me whatever fuck we gotta do. No the kidding. special drops. I'm doing Bridgetown. That's you know, I was gonna go to Belize. I was gonna go to Belize for like 12 days for my birthday. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, and then like my goal, like I said, August 6th, I wanted to drop the special on August 6th, and be like, yeah, take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take that, Doc. Oh, a year ago, dude. I was in the fucking hospital, withering away. Right. You're telling me I'm going to die. And a year later, I got a special coming out on yeah. TV. And you're and you're going to watch that. And you yeah. will. They're going to. I got a special coming out on Fledflix. Yeah, and on you Fed, fucking said it couldn't happen. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, but it's great. But it's also, it, it's all, again, it's like I know, like for me, I don't know about you guys. I'm not religious, but I am spiritual. I believe mm-hmm. in God. So like for me, I know this is God's plan. For me, mm-hmm. I, I know it's by God's grace that I'm able to do any of this because there's a ton of people who have cancer and they all don't fucking get these breaks. Sure. I think the only reason why I'm fortunate to have this is because I am positive and I do try and spread love. And my philosophy is different. Anybody could have gotten this and been like, man, fuck it. You yeah. Know? Like, I might as well just smoke more weed. Yeah. Play more Grand Theft Auto. Like, right. I was like, nah, I got to I want to leave something behind because most of us live life before Internet documentation. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hell I yeah, went to yeah. Paris. I don't got shit on Instagram. Man. <laughs> yeah. I had Rolly cam, the fucking clicker. You know what I'm saying? Did, <laughs> well, you I, got you know, one shot at that photo. You know what I'm saying? Like one shot. No filters. Yeah. Straight yeah. shot. Yeah. Right? Straight shot. What you see is what you get. Yeah. And so, if you got red eye, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you got, you're you done. got red eye. All this fucking technology these kids have. Yeah. But now it's like, you know, I want to put this out. And you know what? Everyone showed enough love where it was like, we're going to help you do this. And it's for me, it's like I represent, I feel like I represent 
hard work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I worked hard to get here. Like, many degrees, my friend. I didn't fucking get, I didn't just get this dropped in my lap. You know, I didn't just get magically tapped to, you know, go on the road. Mm -hmm. I had to fucking grind. Dude, since you've been out here, I have just, I mean, I've seen you everywhere. Like, you're just, you know, and, and, and I'm just like, God, man, like, that's. I always had the utmost respect for it, too, because I know a handful of people who've moved from Seattle, uh, friends for, in comedy and acting, that just come down here, and, um, and there's a few that are down here right now that are, they, they think they're, they're doing everything they need to be doing. And I've had conversations uh, with a few where I'm like, you know, you just, you're not, you know, like, and, yeah. you need, and I don't think you have somebody telling you that. I think you know that, but you're not, you're not doing what is required to really give yourself over to it. And you did that from the moment you got down here. And that's, and that's why you are so prepped for everything that's coming your way. I remember hanging out with, I remember when the headliners came up there, Duncan Trussell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I had was a few headliners info. And I remember when I got down here, like I was so naive. <laughs> I got there and I was like, yo, Duncan, what mics you hitting? This is me <laughs> forgetting that he's a national headliner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm asking what open mics he's hitting. He's like, mm-hmm. where are you staying? I'm like, Echo Park. He's like, come through. He never like gave an address or anything like that. <laughs> so I had to like learn Hollywood answers very quickly. <laughs> I remember hanging out at the Den. I remember hanging out yeah, at the Den. Like, like, fucking, like, oh, man, like it, this has been a crazy journey to get to this point. And I love it. I love every minute of it. Doing a thousand sets in 2013. I remember every year I set a goal. I didn't accomplish that goal, but the next year yeah. I did. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. I remember I wanted to get into festivals. 2013. I only got into Seattle International Comedy Competition. I did well in that, but I was like, okay, you know, I don't know. It's. it's- I, w- I want to read something that you um you have on your site. That's not QuincyJones.com. Yeah. I mean, do you, I don't know how often you... I don't update it often. But. Yeah. But you, just in, in talking about goals, you post something January 14th, 2015. Do you mind if I read it? Yeah. Uh, so you wrote, hey guys, it's been a minute since I have posted. This is uh, January 14th, 2015. Uh, and you were, what, you were diagnosed in July? July. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one will be short, but I can promise that I'm going to post once a week for the next 50 weeks. Last year, I felt burnt out towards the end, which is weird because I had a great year comedy-wise, and personally, I accomplished some goals I wanted to, but I felt truly tired. I felt like I was treading water, and I lost, lost sight of the goal. This year, I'm recommitting towards two simple goals, consistency and follow-through. The new year always brings out mixed feelings for me. Of course, there's always the renewal of optimism that catching for a few that's catching for a few, then there's the other side for me. I'm always depressed because it reminds me of my cousin Jarrett Wade, who passed on January 14th, 2012, the same day I moved to L.A. He passed on non-Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer, and it's always a weird time for me because he never got to see me perform. Now I'm here about three years today. I did my usual cry and try to be productive, but the memory of Jarrett is particularly heavy today. I feel now stronger than ever the urge to put out content. Maybe it's for when I die, or maybe it's just to put something out, but I don't have much. Guess I'll add it to the list of goals. Now, of course, this isn't saying it's all I want to do, but it's something easy enough that I can keep mindful of on a daily basis. I'm not organized and never will be, so I'm probably not going to start changing this poor life habit of mine this year either, LOL. I hope 2015 is good for all of us. The world is a crazy... No, wait. The world is getting crazier by the second and it's moving so fast my only hope is that we are all able to find something stable to hold on to during these windy trying times well folks that's it for me today maybe i'll post something if the spirit moves me but if not i'll see you next week happy new year's q remember writing that 
Someone hacked into my account. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the fuck is writing oh, such shit. soliloquies of uh, no. Um, yeah, yeah. I remember writing that, man. I remember that. I remember mm. it's the same thing every year, man. It, it is. It's a. It's a. It's a bittersweet, man. It's a bittersweet, but it's really good. Like, well, I feel really good. And and here's the thing about yeah, we do this podcast and we have a lot of fun and uh, we joke around and uh, it's you know you shoot the shit, but. This is one of those podcasts where sitting down with you, I and this is genuine. I genuinely feel that anyone who listens to this podcast can make their life better based on the words that they've heard, based on the based on the things that you've said in that into that microphone in the last hour. If someone listens to that and applies it to their life, their 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 life, then their life will improve. Yeah, and. Yeah, that's got that feels good to not only to just be a witness to that to 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 be a to be a witness to you saying these things and to have these life thoughts and life philosophies. I I I feel good that I was able to be in this room. To I, I'm happy I was able to be here and in it, this mansion overlooking <laughs> Canyon Country oh, right now. Dude. And if you want to be there for how do you like that that transition? If you want to be there for Quincy's special Monday. April fourth. April fourth. It's a school Ta- night, so I understand if nobody. Terragram Ballroom. www.terragramballroom.com. <laughs> there yeah. is limited seating. This will sell out. There's two shows: 7 p.m. show, 10 p.m. show. Yeah. And uh, and I had to deal with this in my own special, so I will tell the people right now: get there early, you piece of shit. Oh, no late seating. <laughs> no, no late seating. My, my production team is like they're really rigid. Like yeah, we, they're adamant about starting on time. Oh, duh. yes, it's your. Sp- Special. I, w- I was getting texts for my last special like, hey, man, I know you said started at 8, but like, it's cool if we roll around 8.20. No. <laughs> Doors are shut. We're filming this thing. Yeah. Ass. They can't, it, it can't be having me on stage and then having you walk across the aisles going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse- <laughs> Get here on time. Yeah, man. I, I, don't you hate when like all your, your non-comedian friends ask you, "Well, when are you going up?" You're like, "Motherfucker, it's a show." Come to the show. Yeah. What do you Come, not like comedy? Yeah, like, oh, I got my allotment of laughs. I can't fucking yeah. go too it's far gonna over. It's going to be good. Yeah, but they, I don't know. It's so fucking weird. It's like inviting people to comedy shows is like inviting them to church almost. You get the same reaction. <laughs> You're like, hey, you want to come to a comedy show? No, thank you. I'm good. I got uh, got everything done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't ask you to fucking go to church, man. I'm not like Jehovah Witness. Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, comedy yeah. show. You laugh. So, so yeah. as you can find me uh, featuring for Brad. I'm trying to feature. You want to go on the road? Hell yeah, I want to go on the road, man. You think I want to be at home? Trying to be busy. Is anybody trying to take you? No one's trying to take. Well, nah, I think I don't think I can go on the road. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to Ontario right now. I'm featuring for Bobby Lee tonight. Are you really? Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Bob, Bobby was the first person to take me on the road ever. Me too. You know that. He, he shows. He, I got nothing but love for yeah. that man. He's the fucking best. I tell you, but he took me, and I was like, all right, this is it. This is the tap. You feature for him for a little bit. Come on. Right? Get the get the minutes up. Get the reps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get his shows the, are packed. Yeah, great crowds to work yeah. out in front of. I'm like, okay. And then he never hit me again, dog. <laughs> I was like, ah, I was ready to quit my fucking barista job. Wait, when yeah. was this? This is like, I think 2013. Yeah. Okay, I wonder if I was still. No, no, we're not. It's 2014. I'm trying to think if I was still featuring for him. That might have. Not, not, not no, 2013. No, he sh- like, you know what? Bobby Lee, I, I, I want to definitely like shout him out. Bobby Lee, everyone, everyone. Um, Bobby Lee has always shown a lot of love to comics. Selfless. Yeah. Selfless. Like, Tons. this guy definitely looks out and he cares about mm-hmm. other human beings. And he definitely was like, when I told him I had cancer, he was like, what? Whatever you need. 
you're like, yeah, I'm good. And I mean, like, I'm not like I need stuff. I'm not gonna come to you, but I appreciate the offer. I was gonna yeah. say when you when people say that to you, do, do, how much do you actually follow through and, and come at them and go, hey, do you? Mu-? I mean, it's gotta be it, a difficult. It, yeah, that that is one hardest part. Is like, just, it's not even like humbling. It's just like me, like, okay, I have to. They said I could ask, right? Yeah. And like, if but someone then, so, says whatever you need, you're like, I don't have a car. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm fucking feel like chauffeuring around. This fucking, this fucking money dwindles quick when you Uber X, man. I tell you that much. So Bobby said whatever, and, and he's... he took me in the road, and like he uh, he gave me this weekend, and we're gonna, I'm gonna go have fun with him tonight. It's gonna be great. Two uh, shows tonight, one if, show tomorrow. If you can do uh, a bunch of gigs with him, uh, you will see his dick more than you see your own. Yeah, well, and you will yeah. get to know the mm-hmm. color, the texture. That's why I'm trying to fuck with Brad. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh no! You know, I, oh no! I'm, I'm worse. Oh, you like Adam is my dick so many <laughs> times. Uh, I I made Adam get a, a tram stamp tattoo of my dick. Oh, wow, that's, so yeah, that's love. That's, yes, that's you know, love. Yeah, you gotta pay it. your dues. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pay your dues somehow, right? Uh, I do want to know though, real quick before we wrap up, like reading that um, that uh, that passage you wrote, like. What sticks out to me is you say, like, I'm recommitting towards two simple goals, consistency and follow through. And I didn't post for, like, another year or something. <laughs> All right, man. You had some shit to deal with. Yeah. Uh, but you talk about recommitting to consistency and follow through. I mean, like, you couldn't be a stronger poster. Ch- like, for everything you're talking about that you needed to uh, commit to in this, like, you have. And I feel like it's, like, so much contributing to why you are where you're at. Yeah. I feel, well, where would you be without consistency and follow through at this point? I mean, the thing is, like, a lot of times people feel like there's, like, one set thing to, to do. Like, like there's one mm-hmm. thing to do to make it or something like that. And realistically, it's a bunch of habits that have led up to you being prepared for that one action that defines you. So for me, uh, consistent, I realize that some of the simplest things that we can't achieve and attain in life is consistency, balance, and perspective. You know what I'm saying? Those are hard things to attain and maintain. Mm-hmm. So for me, consi- just... But consistency isn't always like, you know, fucking, you know, meditating or doing, going, doing your reps at the gym. Consistency is just getting up with the mentality to be like, I'm going to fucking rock today out. And you can come back home and you can be like, you know what? Today kicked my ass. You know what? That's mm-hmm. okay. That's okay. Because you got to get up tomorrow and you do it. And that's consistency. Even the basic stuff like that. Eating. You know what I'm saying? Eating breakfast. You know, eating, you know, a meal, whatever. There's that consistency. There's perspective, which is like remembering that, like, Everyone is looking at the same thing differently than you. So you can't really just sit up here and, and think that your perspective is the only way. You know? And that's also why I get in so many long arguments with my girls. Uh, is because, like, they'll be like, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah. And they'll be like, no. I'm like, well, that's not how this works in my fucking playbook. <laughs> you're supposed to at least give me the credit of that. But, so yeah. there's consistency there, and there's perspective and then there's balance. We all want this unrealistic amount of balance. In everything. And the fact of the matter is, is you're not going to have it all the time. You just got to fucking go with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you mm-hmm. just really have to, okay, you're not going to get as many shows you want. You're not going to get every fucking booking that you ever go out for. Yep. But you're going to get more, then you're going to get less. So that's that's the tie. It just seesaws back and forth. You get some, it ebbs and flows. And that's why right now it's a good time. I'm, I'm going with it, and there'll be not so good times, and I'll go mm-hmm. with that. But it's not like I'm not chasing anything more than the other i'm not trying to avoid one i just it's natural if that makes i don't know yeah. if that makes any sense oh, of course it does i think too the uh you know consistency in it just kind of like bleeds into every aspect of life like that that if you want to have uh, i don't know stability in some sort of like like you know i struggle with that a lot with certain things of like you know making sure that i um 
you know, uh, like my aunt who's 88, who's, uh, you know, she, she tells me to call her every week and, uh, and I try to, and like a for material because she's always pitching me new creams and ointments and pills <laughs> like for like, you know, you know, when your ass is getting hot, when you blink and it hurts yeah. to breathe when you drive, I'm like, surely you're 88. I don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> about. But, uh, like certain things like that, that I'm just like, I try like it, uh, you feel better all, on a whole with everything if you're um, making sure that you're being accountable, right? Yeah. I mean, you just also you also have to understand you have to take time for yourself but not be too selfish. Yeah. That's another thing we're talking about, balance, right? Mm-hmm. You also have to step outside this fucking your grind. Yeah. You got to step outside. You got to do some new shit. You got to try some new shit. Look in Groupon, motherfucker. Do some <laughs> real shit. You got to do some shit. What have you found? Not, what have you, 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 you said that with a lot of like. Uh, dude, I just ordered luggage off Groupon. My first. <laughs> I'm you. 32. I just ordered, like, ordered luggage. And it's I had, a big and fucking I, deal, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, that, that to me was a statement. Like, I'm going to be here for a while. I'm grown. I see people. Yeah. You see, yeah, like, dude. a fucking little white family with matching Patagonia jackets and <laughs> to me luggage. You're like, I, I got fucking got to step it up. Yeah. The kids got better luggage than me. <laughs> Fuck, he's got a little backpack that matches. Nah, and, come on. Tighten and up, you know, yeah, And you know you're not going anywhere until you get luggage. Exactly. So it's like, now I right. got it. But now I got it. I ordered it. Uh, like, go it was, like, it was $69.99. And I had, like, a $25 off coupon for the first time using Groupon. Nice. And that was great. I was like, psh. Because luggage came. Haven't used it. Haven't used it yet. Because I don't got the money to check in luggage. I still use the one. I can't afford to check in luggage. So I stay humble. But it's good to have. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And and that's what it is. For me, it's always a reminder like, yo, life is good. Stop. Stop. Whatever you're bitching about, whatever you're complaining about, someone would love your problems. Your problems are great. They're all temporary. That's the thing. There's no permanent problem. This cancer is not a permanent problem. You know what I'm saying? It's a situation I got to deal with constantly. But I don't get chemo every day. I get chemo every three weeks. So guess what? A week to recover, two weeks to kick it. Prepare for the other one. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you have to do. You have to break down life into manageable bite-sized pieces. You know what I'm saying? And that's for me is that I don't trip off bookings. I don't trip off it. It is funny how different I get booked now. You know what I'm saying? Because I remember emailing people in January like, yo, I'm trying to prep a special. Can you help me out with some minutes? And they're like, no, we're booked out till August. Can't possibly get you on. Fucking video went viral. Hey, I'd be glad to get you in, in as soon as possible. <laughs> and you're we, all about it, right? And you just you just, you take it, right? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Because that is the grind. Yeah, everyone pays their dues. Everyone's getting fucked in this business. Not equally, but everyone's getting fucked. You <laughs> know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? No one's fucking walking out without grabbing ankles at some point. Time. <laughs> that's what that's what paying their dues is. Put that in a fortune cookie. You yeah. know, it's real talk. Yeah. And like, I'm so I'm not naive. Like for the special when it saw I saw something that I was like, what the fuck? I was like, but you know what? This is a great problem to have. This is a yeah. great problem to have. And so I'm thinking of the next project. What do I want now? Well, yeah. they're like, we'll pitch you some, some pilots. And then they, I'm like, it's not my thing. Give me in the road. Give me a college agent. Give me an agent. Let's, yeah. give, me, let's give me some fucking dates. So my management, I got a great management team. I would also think outside the box as far as like closing the special. Like it seems like so many people are willing to help. Like maybe get that Make a Wish kid to touch Nicki Minaj's ass at the end of your special. Yeah, like that's maybe. what I was doing. I was talking about. You know, <laughs> my, Are you trying my, to think big like that? With is there something in the special? Or no, the, the big thing is the whole the is intro, you doing the special. The next special we go over there the you top. Go. There, there it the, is. the Dan Cook vicious circle. Yeah, that's baby. What, I like harmful it. of swallow. That's the one where we're like okay. Now what I want is trapeze artists swinging <laughs> from the low shoot improv Brad ceiling. out of a cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah I want yeah. Brad and Buck naked <laughs> popping out of a cake. It said Happy Death Day, and that's I'm like, yo. Did you see that coming? Did you motherfuckers see that coming? Nobody. No did. one did. I gotta start doing some sit-ups. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I've I've donated. Um, my mom's donated. Um, I know a Thank lot of people. Yeah, dude. She. Um, 
She she wants to meet you. Um, so Is she coming a, down for this? Well, tell her to butt. I don't know. She's. Uh, uh, she's I'm actually on. doing a show in Seattle in Bellevue. When? Uh, April eighth. April eighth. I'm doing uh, the hour. There you go. Yeah, Putin will be there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Puddin, she, Puddin will be there. Sounds she, like a great she commercial like, tagline. Yeah, she, like <laughs> many, is uh, you know incredibly inspired. What's awesome about you, too, Quince, is that like you're not trying to be this like insp- you just are being you like through all yeah. this, and you're like you know inspiring a lot of people. I'm just trying, dude. I'm just trying to like I'm vocal, I'm honest, I'm open with my struggles, but I also realize that it's not that bad and so I just keep going I do what everyone else does you know what I'm saying yeah. and yeah people might be like I don't know if I would do what you do I'm like you know what don't sell, don't sell yourself short I think you do exactly what I'm doing cause you like there's, I was already living my dream of doing comedy I'm in the, one of the best cities in the world doing comedy and I'm known in one of the best city of the comedy scenes of the world what else could I possibly do I'm like mm-hmm. a special that's it you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I fell in love with New York Skyline. I didn't fall in love with New York's rent. I'm staying in L.A. <laughs> I'm staying in L.A. Yeah. And that's the that's yeah. a beautiful thing. And and it's like, you just enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy this shit. I'm enjoying being here, looking yeah. at that fucking whistle pig. Bye. <laughs> you know? That, that's, that, that, yeah. that, that comedy league basketball wreck yeah, trophy. Man, the, third yeah, man. The, the, the alcohol shelf here is top shelf, guys. <laughs> we got Belvedere, yeah. Grey Goose. Yeah, got some Capri Sun. Well, is that Bullet? Oh, yeah, Jesus, I got to go. I got to drink. I got to drink. I got to get out of here before I drink. We got, we got to drink, and you guys got to go see Quincy Jones do his special Monday, April 4th, Telegram Ballroom. Yeah. Get your tickets, telegramballroom.com. Do that. Set two shows, 7 p.m., 10 p.m. Take that. Go on time. Be yes. there on time. And the Kickstarter's still alive. No, 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 I just closed yesterday. Okay. okay. But we, we, we made it to 50. Holy Fifty thousand dollars. So and there's it's a good gonna, thing we went over because yeah. specials are expensive. <laughs> <laughs> the moment, like when we had the small pipe dream of like fucking okay, we're gonna do Westside Comedy Theater, and there's no fees, no yeah, yeah. permits. Book the thought. The, the ballroom that we're at right now yeah. is like ten G's. Yeah. What? The permit eleven G's. Yeah. That's not even including their labor overtime. Yeah. Workers comp yes. insurance. Yeah. Everything adds up. Oh, dog. I might be able to supersize a happy meal after this, man. I might, I might be able to do. So. I might get a fry. Like that people, is, like any any extra is going to be donated to Chris. There might not be no fucking extra. Might not, this shit is expensive. You're doing it right though. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. putting it all in. I'm looking for audience coordinator. Are you really? I need one because I got to have the front rows full of people who are open. Let to me reach out to um, the woman who does all the uh, New York specials, and she did a house party, you know, uh, yeah. at Vines the last three seasons. We She's a killer. Yeah, please. No, sir, and, and I, I expedite it. And I'm not, this is not lip service. I'll email her right after this. Great. She's the best. And- because I really, because I, I don't want fucking all comics in the front row being supportive right. and not no, laughing. dude. You, It'd be like an hour-long open mic with myself. Like, I right. almost feel like you should let the comics chill in a different room, right? And just let, or do you want everybody in I mean, the, uh, you know, we're doing two rows, like, yeah. you know, yeah. two, like, you know, columns or whatever. And like, I want the first, like, two to four rows filled with people who, are, like, they're okay with being filmed, obviously. Second, mm-hmm. like, who are okay with being talked to. They're not going to get shot. Yeah. yeah. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. Because so, if I deal with someone who's... Who's shy? It's like, oh man, you're gonna like, shut it you're, down. You're gonna shut down. Yeah. And I gotta be able to riff. It has to be. So get there early. Yeah, and wear something sexy. Oh, it's going to be and sexy night. And be I'm suited and booted. I was gonna say, yeah. oh, I'm, oh baby, Aziz ain't got shit on me. <laughs> Aziz ain't got shit on what I'm about to do. You hear that, Aziz? Ain't no purple suits either. We're going grown sexy, You hear that, Cedric the Entertainer? Yeah, oh, man. Oh, you don't even know. 
Steve, Steve Harvey. Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey. <laughs> get, offered me a suit. I was like, nah, play it. He offered you a suit? I got, I'm, I made it, man. <laughs> Can I tell you how obsessed I am with him on Family Feud? Oh, man. So have you the, met him? Oh, man. I, we'll, we'll, let's log off. I'll tell you about it. No, no. Uh, I will know. You, you want to hear about it? Yes, now? please. All right. So when I did Ellen, he was there that, that day, too. Oh, my God. So I did Ellen, and he was there. And he was like, he's like, I was watching you. You know what I was thinking? That boy could do couch. You know how many comedians can't do couch? Oh, man, because you got to, you were natural. We're going to help you out. We're going to work with you. Take down my manager's number. We're going to get, we're going to set something up with you. We're going to work with you. What? He's like, I was like, man, he's like, yeah, I was like, yeah, man, you're a legend. He's like, it's all about brands. He's like, I could do an hour and a half of material, you know what I'm saying, get a laugh every 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 fucking time, you know what I'm saying. And while we're at it, give me the top five things you like on a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, this guy, he's the only whoever's publicist is. When he fucked up with the world, yeah. the uh, dude, spun right? that. Yeah, he got the fucking Verizon. Come on, yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. we're talking about brand. He was talking to me about brands. He's like, I'm like, we're gonna get you right. Mm-hmm. We'll have you, get you right. have you had contact since? Yeah, man. Good for you, he's dude. Been, he's, his management. He's, he's he is great. a savvy fucking dog. Like this guy, about- he has his own show. Mm-hmm. He hosts every fucking thing, and he's doing the show that Ellen's producing of Little Big Shots. Yep. Another thing he's hosting. She's producing that. She's producing that's that. A power yeah. combo right there. That right there, dude. Good for dude, that's- so, he, so he. So he's gonna be rocking a Steve Harvey. I don't know about that. Type suit. Type suit. By the way, you got balls to turn down a suit from Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, I'm not as tall. Well, we're about the same size. I got a picture. I'll show you. I'll show you. We're about to, but it was great. It was great. That's a, he's right. Right, though man it's tough to do couch and you knocked it out of the park you just let the other person lead you check your ego at the door this is her mm-hmm. show she's letting you be on it you know what i'm saying yeah Same but you thing. still brought it like you listen and you still because you still you know acknowledging it still is like a comedy show so you still you know she'll she's gonna have me back that's all i can tell you hell yeah, yeah and we cannot wait for that day quince this was Quincy, amazing dude thanks thank buddy you, thank Did you have you a good so time much. yeah all right I had a great time i think we're gonna have some bullet whiskey now <laughs> oh yeah let's do it let's do it <laughs> thanks q Subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast. Give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? (laughs) 
Nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.